Hello and welcome to the F24 podcast. My name is David and every week I ask creatives of all sorts to come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture and creativity. This week's chat is with Nova Flip, a rapper, journalist and host of the Flip Life show on Pyro Radio. We've known each other for years but really got to know each other alongside another good friend of ours, Snail, while we were in Brighton together and I had the shop. Anyway, it was great catching up with him this week. This is his experience with London, culture and creativity. Enjoy. So I went to this. I went to Mr. Bongo's and I, I bought this record. I think I probably listened to it in the shop, and I was like, I'd never heard rapping in a British accent like that before, Sick. and like things that they were rapping about places I knew. Was it a mud thing? Yeah. Yeah. So the mud files, the first one. Wicked. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think the second one, there might be, um, there might be and presents the one we just, looked, one at. We're just yeah, looking yeah. at. You know what I'm saying might be R.I.P. You know what I'm saying. Chapter one, London. We start at primary school in Finsbury Park with Noves and he fills us in on growing up with his lifelong friend Big Ben. We chat about his introduction to hip-hop through his brother and how he schooled Nova and brought him into the culture and also seeing London's graffiti giant sub and shoe two up on the city streets as well as getting Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers which sparked him and his friends to start rapping. Yes, Noves. Thanks for coming round. All good, brother. Wicked, man. We had a good catch-up a couple of weeks ago, man. It's good to see you again. It's course, been a while. Yeah, it's been man. a while. But yeah, let's go and start at the beginning, man. Let's go right to the start. Where are you from? Where's it all start at? Wait, I'm from North London, Holloway Road, Camden Town. Oh, that's Northwest. But yeah, I, I yeah. grew up on an estate called Bricknock Road Estate, which is next to the Hilldrop Estate. It's kind of in between Holloway area and Camden and Tufnell yeah. Park. So people, a lot of people think I'm from them different places. Well, all um, those estates as well kind of link, don't they? All the way from Agar Grove nearly, they can nearly, apart from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the touch in between the prison, it just jumps yeah, all around. For real, it, for real. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. the way through. Even, well, and people are linked up from all of them and then all the way to Archway and whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. a North London upbringing, 80s and 90s out there. Yeah. So what was... Um, Let's go. Let's start a primary school, man. So, what was that like? How was um, um, what was London like for you at that time? And primary school was cool. Actually, when I when I started primary school, I lived in Finsbury Park. Yeah. Um, I went to Pakeman Primary School. Me, Big Ben, Reg, Sweet Jones, a lot of the man them I rap with now. Wicked. They man. all went to primary school with me. Turbulence, um, Nasa from the Mud Family was in that primary school, a bit older than us. And do you remember um, what London was like then? Do you remember? getting an essence of anything back then um like on your travels to school or things that were going down in primary school like um cause you're a bit younger than me aren't you i think yeah yeah, yeah. you are i'm 38 um i'm 35 in next month man yeah like london was cool man it's all i knew you know what i'm saying it was yeah. busy um you know we saw bits of trouble early on to be honest i remember when i was still living in Finsbury park I remember a kid coming to knock on my door one time. I don't, I don't even know if he knew how he knew where I lived. A kid from my school, okay. and he come and knocked my mum, and he was like, he, he wanted to show me that he had a knife. He wasn't coming to move to me. He was like, to I've show got. off. Look what I got. Yeah, yeah, and my yeah. mum saw it all happen and that. Yeah. I think I was probably like six or something oh, at that time. Oh shit! And he got all bait on your doorstep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, bro. So that, I think then my mum was shocked, shook like, raw, like I'm not letting my son outside. And What's going on that? Though, you know, yeah. Like that, that guy passed away as well. Like oh, it's fuck. mad. Like R.I.P. You get me? I won't say his name or nothing, but he uh, he passed away in a in a in a car accident, like in a car chase years later, man. Jesus. Mad. Uh, Blimey. Okay, so he stayed in that life, basically. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He was known, he was known like once that. we left school and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. the name had been put out there. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, that guy. Yeah. So, um, 
school streets are crazy basically <laughs> 80s and 90s <laughs> London it's just a bit nuts out there and then so what's happening in school are you and Big Ben getting up to anything are you like me how and, does it all start me and Big Ben was friends from before primary school like our parents were friends oh, so brilliant. like I think they almost put us in and made sure they put us in the same school and stuff um, then we went to second he was a year below me at school though we were, okay. born, we were both born 83 but he was he's, one he's end after of the September, year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we were, yeah, we 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 link up and um, we just stayed friends through, throughout. You know what I'm saying. And did you get into music with him? Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely got into music with him. Um, or around the same time, you know. And what was it that kind of brought you to it? Is it just the atmosphere of where you were growing up, or? I don't. I don't really like. Oh, I mean, what what? When I first got into like hip hop music, um. It's mad because it wasn't really from London. Um, I had an older brother who's like my little sister's, um, my half sister's half brother. He, okay. They got the same dad. Yeah. We got the same mum. Right. We all treated each other like family. And they lived in Wales in a in a small little estate called Manor Beer, which they called an estate, but it's actually just three streets and in a block down the end of some country lane or something. Out in the of, middle of nowhere, it's like, just fields around yeah, it, yeah, and there's yeah. like a, a a park on the corner and a shop that's. It was kind of ghetto there as well. Like, yeah. It was mad. Like, it was mad. I saw mad stuff. Like, it's mad. I used to go there on the summer holidays, so, or all, all kind of holidays. Then so tucked away little towns. I think I, I drank alcohol there for the first time. I smoked weed there for the first time. And I found hip-hop. Like, my, so I'd go, <laughs> I'd go and visit my brother and he'd give, play me these Public Enemy tapes and How Cypress he? Hill. He's like, I think, four years older than oh, me. Oh, right, cool. So he was, yeah. yeah. So and at that age, he yeah. was, you know, he was easy here. to get down. So, yeah. And I was a mess. My hair was a mess. You know what I'm saying? My clothes yeah. was a mess. Yeah. And I just like, I didn't really he have an identity. And so I went there and he's like, he took me and got my ear pierced. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he'd see you summer in, summer out, yeah, summer yeah. in, summer out. And then one year he was just like, right. It's, it's time. Now, now we're going. We're not, this isn't happening no more. <laughs> and I came back to school like with a public enemy t-shirt on and, a, and, a, and, a, and like curtains. You know what I'm saying? But yes. it was like, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was the time, man. It was the time. And like, yeah, like girls was feeling, man, and all that. I remember girls complimenting me. Like, I think it was like coming back from the summer holidays of from year five to year six so going into the final year of yeah. primary like yeah, yeah we're the big guys now exactly you know yeah, yeah. Like, you're still only 10 <laughs> but it doesn't matter i know that i know yeah. what you're on about that feeling and you then, ba- um, the school basically um he'd come visit us as well so there was a um a writer down the road called rust mm-hmm. um he lives around the corner old school rust man yeah man and um he was even a bit older again i think and um my brother gavin had um connected with him when he was down so he became someone I knew like an elder and when I got as I was getting his hip hop so I would just go knock on his door like yo give me give me a tape so he became a the London connect and he I think he gave me 36 chambers and um yeah that was it and man. so was it literally like you'd obviously you'd heard the music as an as American music mm. on the radio or on top yeah. of the pops or wherever it might turn up at that age you hear bits and pieces as, as young kids and then your cousin your brother sorry yeah. starting to really push it into you over those summers yeah and then what was it, like a couple of summers and you were like, right, cool, I'm down with Rust, I can go, I, I can just basically use him as my connect now. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, I just knocked my... It just happened. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think, I, I didn't hear the music before, my, like when my brother played me that stuff, that I'd never heard it before, like, um, I was, like, it wasn't like you just had the same access to music yeah, in that way. Yeah, it wasn't the sound like, that you It wasn't everywhere. Before. And then like, the graffiti side of it, I think was early as well, in that, you see that everywhere. Yeah. So it's like, from young and then 
in Tufnell Park, you've got the Tufnell Park Graffiti Hall of Fame. So you come across that as well. And I'd, I'd walk past that every yeah. day. So it's like, I started like looking at that and going, oh, and, and you know, I, I don't, I don't remember making the connection to that this music and all this stuff was all one thing. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I, I feel like I always knew. But yeah, I mean, you probably, yeah, you probably put two and two together subliminally later on. Mm. But at, so at, probably at that age, when we're out there looking at those in those ages and we're hearing things, we mm. don't realise they're all part of one culture. Yeah, but we're just seeing cultures. We're seeing our parents yeah. and their lives. We're seeing our school and their, and teachers, yeah, yeah. and then we're just seeing this culture. And yeah, man. Yeah, so that I must have been tough. Walking past Tuffnell on that road mm. and then catching a glimpse of that colour, I'll never forget that, man. Yeah, man, it's sick. Yeah, amazing. I, I, like I, I just used to go there when I was young. I would go there and just watch, like, and I've watched. Like I must have met so many like kings, legendary writers, so many kings, like. And I was just a kid sitting there, and they're yeah. probably playing music on the little boombox. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that might be the, that might that be might the be connection. connection there. <laughs> and it's mad. Like I, it felt like just this cool place, and it felt safe. Because like going to see Rust, and like you know, just go and get some more tapes, or you know, get some more information mm. about it. Or it's it's those exciting years, isn't it? And mm. so like when you see you see the graffiti and you see the boombox while they're while they're yeah, painting, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's all bits and pieces. I see this as yeah. one thing. And those, you know what, I forgot this, <coughs> I forget this, but those people became like celebrities to me as well. Yeah. So I remember meeting Shu too and being like, oh, wow, shit. wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then and I, and I, was a, like, I was a little kid, so like Shu, Saab, Form, all of them, like DDS. Those from names where I'm streets from, streets like, as well, yo, man. Them, yeah. them names are there up. And now, like, as, like, through the music years later, yeah. I, I know all of them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And exactly. we have a, like mutual admiration yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's deep, man. But back then, like, Yo, those were celebrities to me before I thought about rap celebrities yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that were around yeah, yeah, local yeah. to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they were those though because it was those names that we saw. And mm. the moment you put that face to it, yeah, I remember Straight, man, years. it's crazy. I think with Sub, like Sub is the biggest, like to me, and I, I don't, I think I probably met Sub and didn't know. Yeah. And, um, but I only met Sub, like, I was way grown. I was doing a photo shoot with all of the Flip Man them. This might have been 2011. Okay. And that, that, and it, and actually, it was Ross. Ross was with Sub, and yeah. he walked, they were walking past, and they kind of just joined us, like, oh, let's hang out with you, like, you're not doing a thing. Cool. And I realised it was Sub, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and he knew who I was already. And you know, it, it's mad. The other one, actually, is Zombie, who's, like, my favourite. Yeah. yeah? Um, the king of all It's funny. Kings, I met Zombie with you, yeah? This is a funny story. So in Brighton, and you guys were, like, you're painting some canvases. And I'm sitting there, like, like I know this guy. Like, I've had bare conversations <laughs> with him at nightclubs or wherever. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I like walk up. I'm like, oh, how you doing, mate? But it's just one of them guys I've yeah, to, but I don't really know who he is. Yeah, yeah, and I, look, I turn to look, like, I'm like, oh, how you been, mate? And then I turn to look at his thing, and I just see the zombie classic character, yeah. and I'm like, huh? Oh, I didn't shit. say nothing. Yeah, 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 cool. But that's how, but that's it, though, isn't it? And that, that's the a great thing about well it's definitely a great thing about graffiti because it, you don't know the faces yeah. and these names or characters like zombies mm. like they just they haunt you until you and then you meet the person you're like yeah, what yeah. double take double take every, pretty much every writer I've met is like yeah, that. you're just like what yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> you're who it's crazy yeah. so yeah it all starts to seed in and become mm. a thing and um you start listening to you get 36 chambers from rust yeah so and we just we, at some point we just started rapping man like we just said let's be a rap group and i think we had some kind of rap group with some form of kung fu based title just to do wu-tang at first yeah and um, like we were just rapping like we didn't actually we didn't actually rap yet we just said we we're gonna rap we yeah. was like oh let's rap and so that was 
purely inspired by all this music you're starting to hear yeah. and you're thinking yeah. like, fuck it, we can do this. Yeah, we and then and so me and Ben talked about doing it and then Turbulence, who's a third member originally, came round to my house and he showed us that he could plug in my head, uh, a set of headphones and you wrap into the right headphone and it would record. Like go in, you plug it into the mic yeah. and we, he just started, free, he put a tape in, press record and just started rapping and then we all just had a cypher. Was so, Turbulence rapping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, rapped was, first. he rapped yeah. first, yeah. And we just were like, oh, he's rapping. Like, he was just confident and yeah. stuff like in, in life uh, at that age, etc. And we just all started rapping. But then we, w- we went to a couple concerts, yeah. So me and Ben went to watch Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. I can't remember at what age. Okay. It was like his mum bought us the tickets for his birthday and his older cousin took us. Wicked. So that was my first concert. Oh, <laughs> and, boom. and then I think 97, 96... It was my birthday. I thought, oh, we'll do the same thing. And we yeah. went to watch the Fugees when the score album was out, right? So um, Jay-Z was the support act, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> which was mad. I didn't really know. I think he just had his first single out at the time. Um, yeah, he would have done, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah. He'd have been singles from the reason we got yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was doing The Presidents and yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. And, like, Russ took us. I'm saying, because my mum knew him. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, cool, he can take you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have anger, older cousins like that. Yeah. So, um... And he, in the queue, I remember in the queue, him talking about, he's like, oh, have you heard of this group, the Mud Family? Boom, boom, boom. And um, it's like, yeah, they're from around the area. Boom, like, they might be performing. They perform at it. Like, he was gassing them up like they were massive. Yeah, in yeah. the way in, I remember Richard. it. I remember it in the queue, in the way in. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, yeah, they're rappers, like, from Here from the ends. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, I know them still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? And he was like, oh, go to this record shop called Mr. Bongo's. And... Um, and I already had decks by this time. Okay, wicked. Like, I don't know what ones they were. They might have been belt drives that didn't even match, but yeah. I, they, I, I could play records. Some richer sound yeah. stuff, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, to this, I went to Mr. Bongo's and I, I bought this record. I think I probably listened to it in the shop. Yeah. And I was like, I'd never heard rapping in a British accent like that before. Sick. And like, things that they were rapping about places I knew. Was it a mud thing, yeah? Yeah, so the mud files, the first one. Wicked. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then I think the second one, the might be, um, the might be and um, presents the one we just looked the at. one we're just yeah, looking yeah. at. You know what I'm saying might be uh, rap P. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. he, I said that, that one came out soon after. But and I, and I started copying a, a and bunch so of others. And so he's listening. You, that hit Russ me. tells you to go. Yeah. You ask for the vinyl. You put, you play it. You're like, okay. I'm this gonna is take it. This I, buy, I buy it. I go yeah. home and I'm going crazy. Like, I'm yeah. like, this is nuts. You know this is saying? Cr- and then this I'm rapping to the instrumental because got instrumental at the yeah. end. Um, Itchy Town caught me the most, and I. I, you know, they got their own slang, Itchy Town track, for Camden man. Town. But I, I could tell what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. if I didn't know their slang. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm, now I'm using that slang and I've never met these guys. Yeah. So that changed my whole way of rapping. I started rapping to be more like them man. rather than rapping to be like an American rapper. I wish I was listening to <laughs> fucking mud then. I wish. Yeah. I, came, I, think I came into it late, man. And um, oh, just he- hear- hearing what you just said then, mm. I just wish I went through that because it was so underground. Yeah, it was so underground. Yeah, they couldn't have pressed many of them on the first run. No, and to get that, to hear it when there wasn't much at your age, you weren't hearing much UK stuff popping. No, to come from the manor as well. Yeah, I love it. Was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, like it was inspirational, man, and it was comforting. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, as someone, I was yeah. like, oh, like, so this yeah. is actually, we can actually do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So we, you must have been in this, what, like four years now, three, four years, so you're listening to hip hop and. Yeah, tapes and all that. Well, let's say that's '97. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like, 
I probably had a, a few years where I wasn't. Um, yeah, I, probably ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Wu Tang. Yeah. Doggy Star. Doggy yeah. Star is a big one because yeah. everyone like that. Everyone big, got it that. wasn't like our oh, kids are listening to hip hop. No. It was like kids are listening to Snoop yeah. like, in the UK. So it was like. Oh, jungles the in thing. Yeah. Now Snoop's the in thing. Yeah. That's how that's how it that felt to me in primary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, and then I went back and got um, the chronic. Like, so, so you dip in and out basically. So, over that, those years. so there's probably three years. I yeah. don't think I'd, I don't think I kept up with everything in those yeah. three years. I, I, I rinsed those albums yeah. more continuously the big albums for those came three through. years. Couple solo woo ones. Yeah. Um, I, I missed. I look back and I think I missed that. Like, I missed Illmatic okay. and I missed. Um, I missed the first Ray and Ghost albums yeah. and I look at them now and I feel like it annoys me because I know pe- that's people's favourites yeah. and I can't have that experience anymore. The same like I was <laughs> Exactly, saying, yeah. Because exactly, yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. I can't go back yeah. now. But you were but, living yeah. a Camden, Holloway life, yeah. I presume. Yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, so three years, in that three years, I, you know, I, I definitely bumped other stuff. Tupac as well. Um, yeah. So I, I reckon around 96, I was really that's when I started buying loads of albums. So I got well in. Nas' second album was my yeah. first Nas album because it came out that year, I think. Yeah. Reasonable Doubt, Tupac, Biggie, like all the stuff that was popping at that Amazing. time. Amazing selection as and well. And then, that so within that year, that's what I was, that's, that's something inspired by. And then the next year, you get U, that. the UK thing hit me. And then it's like, I went and bought a record. So I was trying to get everything to do with the Mud Family. Then there was a record with Skinny on it, a Funky D.O. record called oh, the yeah. London All-Stars yeah. and it had like 12 rappers on it. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. And then I had the I had the white, I don't know if it's the same one, it probably is, but it's a, a white label one with um where the beat changes yeah. for each thing and it's yeah, all yeah, these yeah. American beats. Yeah. That and I'm like, yeah, sick. And I used to rap over that yeah. instrumental. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, and then I think I started getting wrecked. So I'd look up those other rappers on that song. So, so firstly, it was like straight into mud, anything mud related, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get, you're going to be introduced yeah. to other rappers. Yeah. And then, so whilst you're getting into mud, and then putting out other UK rappers, do you realise that you knew Nasser? Um, do, you re- do you remember him? Do you like, because he's obviously... He wasn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know the connection at that time. Like, I started raving around that time a little bit. I think I was 17 years old. Yeah. And we went to the Westwood raves. And, we're, you know, Westwood was uh, the staple yeah, the Friday, dog. Saturday night. Like, yeah. we were listening to that show. And that's yeah. where we found a lot. Of, you know, like, people cast Westwood for not playing UK. But to be honest, because I was looking for it, I found most of my UK hip-hop. They didn't like the way it was dealt with. I get it. Like, he had a segment on a Friday night towards the end of the show where yeah. he played 15 minutes of all the latest UK songs. But I would go and buy those records. Yeah. When it I works. heard them every week, yeah, you know what, what he was doing was working. It was working. For <laughs> and then there was um, on, on, on Yo and Yo when, when Yo MTV Raps became just Yo, and mm. they stopped presenting it and just had video. There was a few UK hip hop videos from um, Fifty Seventh Dynasty, Bang. Moorish Delta, um, Black Twang, and Wolftown as well. Shout out oh, Trickstar because they was yeah. they were in those in that segment of videos early, and I ended up working with with them with Trickstar a lot after that mm-hmm. you know what I mean Morris was my shit yeah. and now me you know, it's mad like me and Malik talk a lot now about oh, social issues and stuff it's mad like yeah. how things come along like that Morris Delta and 57 man like mm. amazing music yeah man I loved all that so just to pull it back a bit um, going through school and all that type of stuff yeah in secondary and just Ben's, Ben's still at secondary year under you yeah and um You've spotted the graffiti in the manor. <laughs> You've got into the raps. Yeah. Are you still in school when you hear mud? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm still at school. Yeah, yeah. So I'm coming to school and I'm talking about it. And the thing, yeah. with, like, there's other, there's a few other rappers at our school. So so to give the picture of the school, I went to Ackland Burley School on Tuffnell Park, on yeah. the Tuffnell Park roundabout. Um, it was looked at as a good school. It's quite arty. Yeah. Um, the art department's really good. I thought the music department was trash. To be someone who's in 
he's pursued a career in music is strange. I wasn't really into music at school. And it wasn't I, pushed. I, I, like the, the, but other arts at school was, was yeah. dope. You know what I'm saying? Art was dope. The dance was dope. Um, Drama's so, good there, I think. Drama. I never pursued drama yeah. I, for, for whatever reason. But um, yeah, I feel like maybe I should have. But um, it's a strange school in a sense. There's no uniform. Yeah. It's mixed. Um, so people are trying to find themselves when there's no uniform. I think it's good, but it, it gives it it, yeah. it blocks people off into into um, groups because you you start judging people yeah. by their identity. What do they wear? Where do you fit in? Who are you? Quite a free feeling school, but that like, what they're trying to portray. Yeah, but that can come with problems. But it's coming with problems. Yeah, like you're saying yeah, like it can come with a lot, certain people getting terrorized because. Yeah. They're coming in trying to be an individual and weird. And that's why, you know what I thought and about the ones this. that couldn't afford as well, the parents that couldn't yeah. afford. Yeah, exactly. Or couldn't rack or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just, 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 I'll say this briefly, because this is something like, I defend all these new rappers a lot recently yeah. with the weird rainbow hair and, like, yeah, yeah. And, and their weird outlook and stuff. But that's part of it. Like, yeah. yo, these kids are promoting that it's okay to do to be weird and do what you want. Uh, that, that's the good bit. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like half the shit that them lot rap about. But that's yeah, another yeah, yeah. story. We'll leave, like that. Look, we'll leave that. I'm more than happy for that yeah. to happen. That doesn't, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make me cringe. doesn't make me think one thing. Yeah, yeah. And even the wearing dresses. Someone was like, yo. Yeah, young thug wearing young a Young thug. Well, that was going, that's brilliant. And yeah. I was, someone wrote it and I thought, I can't argue with that. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, you've yeah. got fucking balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. And he's challenging like serious stuff in the world. And... He makes good music. Not my taste, but he makes good Young music. Young Fog, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I fuck yeah. with Fog up. Not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's me. Out of all of them guys, what they call yeah. mumble rap, I don't use that term, but he's, yeah. he's my guy still, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me yeah. <laughs> but that school, that school basically pushed independence and like f- for people to find themselves, but yeah. so it came with a I'm saying so, as a kid, you're in the middle of it. So being a rapper wasn't cool in that time is what I mean. Okay. Yeah? So... Now everyone, every kid's a rapper. They've all got videos on Link Up TV, and they're still at school and all that. And they're probably little celebrities, and it's calm. And they're, or they're, or their brother has or whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't really cool to be a rapper. UK Garage was the thing. Like, yeah. em, em, it was like MCs and rappers. Yeah. Strange that we would separate it in that way. But that's what it from was. a hip hop background. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're Garage, you're an MC. If you're doing hip hop, you're a rapper. There was like, you know, at my school rappers. There was five of us, I think. No, six, six. There was six of us. In the yeah? whole school. That I know, like maybe yeah, 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 years yeah, yeah. Old, older and younger, but we were at yeah. the age where it would be. So yeah. we had two groups, Flip the Script, which, you know, is still FLIP, Flip the F, what we rep now. And um, another group called Diamond Tip Spears. Um, Sick name. And, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 dope. And Big Ben was in both of them. Okay. So <laughs> we were rapping. This is when it was serious and we were really actually taking rap serious and we were all rapping British. And um, the other group, Diamond Tip Spears, was Big Ben and Akala. And, um, Akala, the political rapper? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And Akala um, and a guy called, a DJ called DJ Brassfoot. That's mm-hmm. his name now. He yeah. went by the name Graphics at the time. Okay. And they, was, they were the group. And I don't know that. Like, I don't know if it was a like haterism thing or whatever, or you know, the rap competition thing. You know, me and Ben were being going way back. Yeah, everyone thought he was the best. Like, okay, Ben was the best. Yeah, so everyone, were, uh, but they, I didn't care they were doing their thing. But they were kind of like, yeah, why are you in that group as well? Just, just be with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and B was like, we would say to me like, right, obviously I'm gonna leave them if it comes down to it. Like, we started <laughs> this thing, like, yeah. <laughs> from, and, and then um, so they wanted to battle us. So we started battling at that point. And then, so then it was like... What would Ben do? Ben sat out. Because oh, it's yeah. like he, there's three members. He's the third member in yeah. both groups. So it's like the other two, me and my boy Nick. Yeah. Um, We'd battle hit there He was too. calling himself um, Ray's at the time, I think. 
we so it was us two against um, Brasfield and Akala, and Sweet. we battled in front of like all you know all the man them yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the we, circle oh, happened like it let, we, we, we announced it we took two weeks to promote it you know like, through the school we had it yeah yeah posters yeah. in the hallways posters, yeah yeah that. yeah it was a lot we did it a couple of times man you know what I'm saying so yeah that was so it was mad. like it was two groups in the school when they were just competing yeah, yeah and then we'd perform they had, we had a band concert and we'd all perform at that and it was quite sick to be honest we did actually they did push the music our own side of music even if it wasn't in the music class um they would help, would they give you space and time? Like Yeah, they let, they let us, we've done that in the music room, that first battle actually. Um, yeah, well, after, after school, yeah. 3.30 or whatever, they let us stay and then let us do that. They give us time to um to rehearse for all the performances when we did do the band's concert. And the band's concert thing was lit. Like <laughs> People came from around the ends who didn't go to our school. Sick to check and it I out. Remember, I remember like certain men like, that are like, just about it from around the ends that are a bit older. Yeah. And me performing. This is mad. I'm only thinking of this now. Yeah. Performing on that stage. That's probably my first shows. But yeah. it's, I, think, I don't even count it because it's at school. But it's like a big hall. And people came to people see. And people from other schools came to, or yeah. wherever I came to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I remember coming off. And I remember one guy like, I won't even say his name again. And he was like, yo, raw tanka rap, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my real name yeah, and all yeah. of that. <laughs> I, think, I remember thinking, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all the, like, Nas and all these rappers. Yeah. All they wanted to do was impress Just, the, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the, the big man about town yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah. and the hoodlums. Well, you wanted to put that brain to use, innit? It's yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. sick. They're going to they're gonna say something. Yeah, they're going to yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, Push. Yeah. <laughs> Birdman, so battle of the bands and like battle in yeah. in school with Akala and them lot. And then what happens when you finish up in school? What happens? So I was, you keep the rapping going? I'm, to be honest, like I, I was still at school when I got really active putting that, like doing music and shows. Um, so I linked NASA. I think did I, I, I probably skipped the thing where I, I linked NASA at a Westwood event, clubbing. Them clubbing, them nights were crazy at the temple in mm-hmm. um in Tottenham, and we come out and there's police everywhere. Yeah. As first like crazy police harassment, I was witnessing like so they used to kettle everyone in like to try and just create chaos yeah. as we were leaving the club. Um, and just be for hip hop nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the police station was right across the road. They'd yeah. be waiting for one fight to happen, and then hundreds of them come running out, and then they would like block off that end of the road, block off. You know, they when they do it at carnival yeah. sometimes. They do it just for this rave. So I saw I saw NASA there one time, um, and then I see him in the street. I was like, "Oh, you going to the next Westwood thing?" And he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, Bun Westwood, like not him personally, but the rave." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, it's all about mudlums." I was like, "Oh, okay." So he's telling me about. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know about mud family." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, What's yeah." This? He's like he's telling me like, "Oh, they got an event on," and I'm like, "Okay." And he was like, "I was like, rah," telling him I know mud family. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in the mud family." And I'm like, "What? No, rah." Chapter two: Culture. Noble is getting further into the mix of his culture and determination to make music is infectious. And we chat about how he achieved that, along with the ups and downs that run with a certain way of life that could have crashed a lot. We get into discussions about lyrics and the effect on the youth and city life, PTSD, dealing with it, and the benefits of therapy. Telling him I know Mud Family, he's like, yeah, I'm in the Mud Family. I'm like, what? No? Rah. He's telling me he's rapping. I didn't know him to rap. He used to DJ. He used to teach us to DJ at the youth club a while before as well. Um, but... I was just like, yeah, cool. All right, I'm going to come to that thing. But I was still 17, so I didn't get into those things. And then I think eventually I did. And I, I see Nasa so Trying there. to get into Mudlums. Trying to yeah, get into Mudlums, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember trying to get intent, like trying to speech intense to get me in one time. And just being like, 
can't do nothing for you or whatever. And then whatever, I, I did get in one time and I seen that something there and I see Skinny and all, I saw, so I see these guys, but I never really, I didn't yeah. get introduced or meet them or speak to them or nothing. But um, then Nasa had told me, oh, bring me a tape of your music and like, maybe we'll make a song together or whatever just because we were rapping. So I went to... Um, so you told him... At some point, yeah. yeah. I told let, him I told him I was doing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd seen Skinny with him once and he kind of said hello in the street. I was like, oh, I'm going to bring you that tape. So, so like, one day I've, just, I've made this tape now. I've decided I'm going to go take this tape and I'm going to go it. knock on his door. You know what I'm saying? Like mum's house, everything. I knocked like he wasn't in. Just to answer the door that oh, he's not home. I was like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it was not even a mobile thing them times. Um, and then I saw Skinny. <laughs> I saw Skinny like on the road as I was walking home. Okay. And I was like, oh, are you going to see Nasa? So I, like, even I think he recognised me briefly. And was yeah. like, oh, he's, you know, he, he says hello to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's gone to say hello. And I'm like, oh, are you going to see Nasa? He's like, oh, yeah, I want to see him later. I was like, oh, give him this tape for me, please. He's like, oh, are you rapping? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, come on my radio show. Like, he didn't even, he ain't heard the tape, nothing. He's like, oh, I've got a radio show. I'll, you know, I'll bring you guys up. <laughs> And like he just showed mad love. You know Where, I mean? What was that show? It was on Raw Mission, mm. Raw FM actually, and then it became Raw Mission yep. while he was still on there. Um, Ninety point something, and Louis Slippers was his DJ for him. And um, I gave him the tape to give to NASA, and then I, I got his number from somewhere. He didn't even give me his number when he said come on the radio, or whatever. But I got his number. I called him up. I was like, yo. Did you give? I was gonna call back that radio thing, and did you give Nasa the tape? Yeah. And he's like, Nah, nah, I kept it. I've been bumping it in my car all week. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. It's just mad. Like, all I wanted to do was be doing what these guys are doing. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm linking with them, linking up with them, and they're like, Oh, come, come on my radio show. We go on the radio show. We spit bars. Like, who was that? You smash and ben? it up. Me, Ben, and Turbulence, and um. Raise as well I think the four of us Wicked. and we, we tore it up Reveal called up like it's the first he called up and was like yo I didn't know you had a radio show like right he's like oh them guys were sick We because we were just spitting our bars he's like yo can I spit something down the floor he spits a bar down the floor and me and his relationship goes all the way back to that like amazing it's um, and like then after that we became like the support acts for Mudfam so we did the first big show at Subterranea which was sold out like Ram and me and Ben just did it like, we, we got pictures in Hip Hop Connection Amazing. from that first show. And then at that show, like, um, in between the radio show and that show, I'd been rolling with Skinny a lot now. Like, so then you're properly in mud, you're hanging out? I was just hanging out. Yeah. Like, man, them, like... They're not doing that starting, every day. Starting getting into things that are not to do with the music also. Yeah. But, um, like... But I hadn't really shown Skinny how much I knew his music and that I had those records. We yeah. just became friends. Yeah. And then when they did their show, we did our opening slot. Then they came on. I was at the front like in fan mode and rapping and rapping along the lyrics. And there's a video. Of it. I've, got, I've got it on VHS somewhere. Skinny, Skinny we was watching it in his show. And he's like, right, you know everyone's bars. My bars, Chester's. Everything. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you need to be on the stage, man. Like, and then so then from every show, I just... Um, what, jumping in on their I tracks was, of them? Yeah, he was just like, are you on stage? So, yeah. because he wants me to back him up. And obviously, he's like, yeah, spit your verse too. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Like, Don't just do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we didn't have songs like that anyway. Yeah, we would just was... bring a beat and we'd all rap. Yeah. And then... 
writing the odd verse, but nothing. Yeah, there was yeah, no yeah. tracks as such. Yeah. Skinny yeah. might have had some that were songs in the middle of the set, and it, they they became songs in, yeah. in a way. And then we all, everyone, Skinny would rap on the Dead Prez instrumental, which was almost, which was grime tempo. Yeah. And he'd do the double time thing. And then yeah, so everyone, everyone made sure they had the, like, yeah. I, I didn't have one of those. So I made sure I got one of those for yeah. the set. That was saying. So and you that, were kind of make, make, yeah, structuring songs for the live shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Sometimes I'd be on a, a show and they'd be performing Twilight of the Gods and Rodney P would be there. And Rodney P would come and do his verse for Twilight of the Gods and then Skinny's, and then the other two verses that are after, well, yeah. they're not there. So yeah. I'd come and I'd do the third verse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Twilight and I'm just a kid gods. out of school who bought those records and was yeah. a fan. And now like I'm on stage in Nottingham performing. Like, yeah, yeah. Just doing my own verse like with them man, on the stage. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, it's mad. So when, so now you're like, you're in, mm. are your, it, London's inspiring your raps? 100% man. And London life. Yeah, for sure. And it was, oh, I, I know you didn't rap it, I know you didn't put anything out of it and you didn't do anything any properly with the US twang, but obviously yeah. that slang had all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all became Camden. Yeah, yeah. North London. Yeah, man. Slang and stories. Of and I became just a part of a movement that was quite like, um, you know, that was popping. Like, oh, I yeah. said, my, I remember my friend, our graphics asking me like, Brass for asking me, oh, what do you want to be as a rapper? Do you want to be like famous and be a suit, like a pop star? Or do you want to just be on a mud family level? And I was like, yeah, just a mud firm level. <laughs> and it probably sounded like it's like something cool to say. But yeah, yeah, those yeah. specific words with that name cited yeah. before I met them. Yeah. And, and then, that's and, and you could definitely at that age, and if yeah. even still now it's a fucking extremely reputable thing to rep. Yeah. But and within a year I was a member of that specific yeah. group. It's just a straight mad thing that I yeah. said that in my in my um This is how I at feel school. Yeah. And I was a member within a year I was a member of that group. And then we, within a year after that, we're recording the next EP and I'm on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my cartoon picture is what we're looking at is a drawing of me well. on the cover. Like, so, like, people got different like, thoughts about what making it in music is. Now it's different. Like, we've got UK rap pop stars and I love it. Yeah. But, like, some people look at, you, at me, others, like, with, with negativity towards people creating art. They, oh, you never made it. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Like, I made it. Yeah. Then. Yeah, like, did everything I wanted to do. Yeah, you know I went on Tim Westwood's show, two thousand and two. You know what I'm Fucking saying? Hell, like, man. I can't. Like, I could, what? what yeah. like, that part I never imagined. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just say I don't want to be on the level of my family and be respected in the underground hip hop music. And then I became a member of it. So that's ways of passing yeah. equally. Then I'm on the Westwood show. I'm on shows up and down the country. I was That's, living a dream. That, I was just, that must be, Mud Fan must be, I don't know any other movement that came out of North London that big in the 90s, apart from no. Graffiti Crews. Yeah, yeah, DDS. But yeah. to be honest, like, DDS is Mud Family and Mud exactly. Family is yeah, DDS. Yeah, exactly. And a, I discovered that. Yeah, you know there's saying? a whole, yeah. It's like M-U-D-D-S, people write that yeah, shit exactly. back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the Mud Family logo, you know what I'm I saying, was written by, was it was made by Bus. Yeah, Bus You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, and that's he's mud. He is certified mud yeah. family. He's like, done all the flyers. He's done all the mudlims flyers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I was I said this the other day because I posted. I'm doing a flashback throwback Thursday thing every Thursday, and showing my old music, and I, yeah. I, I posted the mud family EP. And I was like, I don't know. I, I said it. I was like, I, I think at that time we were probably the biggest rep group in we the were. country. Yeah, you had to have been. Yeah, 
I mean, I wasn't, this is the thing, in the late 90s, I wasn't, listen, I knew Skinny. I yeah, knew yeah, Skinny yeah. from 97, from going to Triple Five Soul next yeah. to Camden Road Station. So I used to cut through Prince. I got my first, my first fitteds there and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to hang out there. Yeah. I don't even know why, because yeah. he, I was into US hip hop, but I was raving. Mm. I don't know how I got to know Prince. Mm. I don't know how he introduced me to Skinny, but every Saturday afternoon I'd be there, Skinny would send me shop. He'd yeah. give me a spliff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was doing there, but I built a really good relationship with Prince. His girl, I can't remember his girl's name now, mm. and that's why I met Skinny. But but I wasn't listening to music. But even there, in the back of this shop, I knew I was chatting to someone. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think he liked me and got on me because I wrote. I was yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just nurturing that. Yeah. But he never once pushed me about who he was. We spoke yeah. about it in later years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was. He's Skinny's like. <laughs> it's I funny, like he. He's the most humble and also the most hot person. Yeah, and I think what he picked at that time, he just saw this young kid well into graffiti. Yeah. Yeah, he knows hip-hop, but he's garage raving and all that. So let me just be skinny to him, and that's it. He doesn't need to know about mud. He doesn't need to... Well, I I think I even might have known about mud, but I think I knew it through graffiti and nothing more. Yeah. Louis was bombing and all that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. But mad, (laughs) mad fam, massive. Skinny like... Skinny was just a guy that, you know... But you can think of how many people did what you did in those years. Yeah. And you actually got... you Within a year and a half, you won the next EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the amount of people... Don't tell me Skinny hasn't got bags and bags of tapes from people in the street. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, and Skinny put so many people on, but, man. Well, or tried. That, like he, yeah. he gave so many people his time. And the people... like. There's a negative side to to this story, mm. to where that comes from, with Skinny and whoever, you know what I'm saying? But he done a lot, like, he's got a big heart, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he like, does, man. And he done a lot for me, like, in like in music that and life, you know what I'm saying? I learned a lot from him that I can never forget, you know what no. I'm saying? Like, at that time, um, I dropped out of school because the music was doing well, and I, I, I didn't get to that part, but, like, he was guiding me, like, Make sure you do your homework before you come here, you know, and all of that. Like, Wicked. Uh, doesn't mean I'm going to listen. No. Do you know what I'm saying? But he's going to make sure but he, he was, says the right he thing. He said it. And then, like, we were touring all the time and I didn't have, I felt like i got to make a choice. I don't have time to go to school. I was doing sixth form at the time. Mm. So, but we're touring all the time. I ain't got time. So, I, I just dropped out. I came home from a t- Scotland or something one day and was like, I'm not going to school today. They called me. I said, I'm not coming in. I won't be coming back. Mm. And then. You the, felt that strongly. And, and, then, then, and then the next week, Skinny went jail. And it was like all the shows died, all of the partying died. Within and a week. The last, I think, yeah, within Pretty a week much. or t- it could have been days. I yeah. don't know. I don't remember. And the next time me and Nasa are sitting on the park and like suddenly we're drinking a Stella when we didn't even really drink this. <laughs> like, unless we was in the club. Oh, it's mad. And then we, you know, we had a custom to a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I haven't, like, I didn't, you know, people in North London know it doesn't really matter that we was all hustling at the same time, right? Yeah. So... You know, that came from rolling in that firm with Skinny. Yeah. He talks about it all the time, so it doesn't really matter. No, um, it is what it he is. was very known in North London and promoted that openly. But mm. so then it's like, oh, we got to run this, we got to uphold this lifestyle, we got to run our own line now. You know keep it <laughs> like, going. Yeah, we got to keep this going. Um, so that first time he we went to jail, um, yeah, me and Nasa set something up and we just kept things going. We were just on the park, like, all right. And so what was it predominantly the extracurricular, not the music? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stayed writing and, like, making sure I got studio music, more yeah. than most. But there was a lot of times when extracurricular came into it too much. 
And, I and think... did you do you think back then? Not to say you thought that, mm. but did you think no matter what I can do this by myself, even without skinny? Did you have enough confidence, or were you just thinking no matter what I have to keep writing, I have to keep getting to a studio? I don't I have no idea. But, but did I, you do you I, think you were looking past? You think oh, fuck if skinny's gonna go? Were you just too young to really take it all in? That first time, he only went away for maybe eight months or something. Yeah. I don't know. I got high and sat on the park drinking and stuff. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and we partied and we went in um, Orleans in Finsley Park for bashment on a Sunday with Victor V. And like, went, just, I mean, drinking, drinking Dragon Star and went to wine with two girls and like, we, we were still having fun. You know yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I was doing music at that time. I hadn't really recorded. Yeah, we hadn't even recorded nothing by then, in that first time. Mm. The recording when Skinny came oh, out, you hadn't recorded no, anything with them, not so. professionally. Okay, cool. Skinny wasn't recording that. Yeah. So then, when he came out, we we got more on it. We got on the recording. We got and we got more recording, more extracurricular, more everything. And then and then, I mean, look, it's an interesting time, man, because although you've come out this with your own like steam, you've decided mm. obviously from your brother through Rust to mm. you know Ben co-signing and being down with the movement and doing mm. flip life in school and. You've done all of that off your own steam, but you hit something so quickly by becoming part of Mud, like, and even with even if it was only a year in, eight months in, yeah. like, you could have just said, "All right, cool. I've just finished. I finished college. I'm not in college anymore. I'm on this hustling thing. I'm probably gonna like sort my shit out, and I'm gonna move forward now, and I'm gonna put the yeah. mic down because <sighs> it's not as if, all right, yeah, you'd been to the shows." Mm. There was something deeper in you. You were fully yeah, inspired had, by the I culture. Had, it was more than yeah, just yeah, yeah. your friendships. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there's a lot of layers, man. Like I just music, I just never stopped, man. Like we got, we he he came out. We we spent a couple good years like making music and touring and doing that stuff again. We put out that EP with the with the cartoons. I yeah. put out my own solo record before that yeah. with Kemet Entertainment. I the got my I own it. solo deal um, before that. And I, so, all right, sorry. So, I, it's so hard to tell this whole story because there's so much there's like, so I much, so much. Like, I think the point mm. I'm trying to make mm. is is that yeah you strived and got into without even realising you got into mud mm. but your passion yeah. was for music no matter what and so you mm. so you were you touring with mud and them lot and yeah, then non-stop. you do the chemit thing at the same time yeah yeah and so then it's I all tour on my own yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you've done it all by yourself yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I mean then I tour on my own with my solo stuff and like so I put out the chemit record and they, you know, people will know they, they went on to sign Kalashnikov later and put yeah. out Murder and that done yeah. a lot for UK hip-hop in general. Yeah. Um, I did one record with them. I came to Skinny, like, I've been offered a record deal and he gave me some advice, like, you know, he said, don't ask them for money because you've got to do three records with them before you ask them for money because otherwise you're just going to mess it up and then you might shoot yourself in the foot. You he was them. giving him his advice, advice, like, from things he'd made yeah. mistakes on or whatever. So I did one record. Yeah, we're gonna do the next one, but then within that time, Skinny was like, "Ah, oh, we set up the label now. I'm ready to put you out." So he's like, "Ah, oh, you done one record for free. Let him have it." And I was like, "Ah, right, cool. Um, I keep it in the family, hundred percent." Yeah, the EP's and out. Why not? My solo record next. Everyone get a solo record next. And then Skinny went Joe again. <laughs> 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 and Kemet were blinging my phone like come on do one more record I'm like sorry man I've got to keep you in the family yeah. one time they called me and said what do you think of Kalashnikov and I, I say he's the guy you know what I'm saying yeah like, you've got him yeah get like half get off my back and the other 
he really is the guy. Like yeah. that girl mentality was out, and I loved that record. Yeah. And me and him, had, me and Clash had linked up, and he loved my record. That and we had sick. a moment once where where we wrapped each other's lyrics to each other. Oh, sick! You know what I'm saying, like the, I think the second time we met each other, he, Cause Charlie from Kung Fu came up to me outside the forum while they were flyering. Yeah, and he said someone wants to meet you, and he brings Kalashnikov to me. And like, yeah, he's like, yo, I'm a big fan. Like, I love your, this All I Need record, the B-side, yeah? Yes. And I'm like, cool, man. I love your record too. And we had a brief, brief chat. I think I was doing something. And then yeah. the next time I saw him was backstage at Kung Fu. And it was really, we were in a more yeah. relaxed space. Like, and he was like, yo, he comes up to me and he's just like, all I need in my life is a mic. And he raps like the whole 16 bars to me. You know what I'm oh, amazing, man. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, yeah, that girl mentality, you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And we just had a moment, you know? That's amazing, yeah. man. So then they moved on to Kalash. Yeah. They start pushing him. They leave you alone. Skinny yeah. goes down. So you get the you get the EP out. Yeah. We get the Mud Fam EP out. Skinny goes down again. All right. To get real deep, like, this time when Skinny went down, a lot of us had kind of, there'd been some kind of friction Okay. going on so you've been around each other I, long enough. I don't even really I don't even you know what I just get because this is all really relevant yeah but with what we were doing with the hustling in the street and that there was a lot of people coming at us right like we used to call them haters or whatever you know what I'm saying people were coming trying to rob us um the movement had been noticed basically it, like we weren't like yeah you know what I'm we were known on the on road in yeah. north london like yeah. For the hustle side, it was probably, you know, that line is one of the biggest in yeah. North London at that time. Um, so, you know, that created friction. It's like people are running up on us with guns, like, all the time. Yeah, like. all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's not like once, but yeah, yeah, all the yeah, yeah. time. That's so a like, And I, I, I had already distanced myself a bit because a couple other men, them, you know, who was involved in the music and around, had kind of taken the forefront of, helping with that side of the business. Yeah. And I didn't feel like, I, I thought, you know what, that's cool, that's dealt with, cause I'm going to be in a studio. And I'd pass through and sit and come on the park, one of the zoo. I'd, I'd help sometimes, but yeah. anyway, we're, we're on the park, um, sitting there, Skinny's not there, a couple of other men running the operation and that. And we see someone in the corner, that's something funny, what, what's going on, who's that watching us over there? And yeah. oh, is it police? And, blah, blah, blah. and then suddenly someone comes around the corner, one with a big machete, another with a gun. And they're like, where's the thing? Where's the things? Where's the, where's the, where's the food? And like, I'm like, rah. We're all sitting on a concrete bench. Yeah. That's in a wall. It has mud flaming graffiti that zombie done on the wall behind yeah. us. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it has like a graffiti sprayed saying, please do not ask for credit. I refuse to <laughs> from the fence. And <laughs> I like, remember that piece. On the wall. You know what I'm that's that's, how, that's yeah. how raggo we were running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, someone sitting next to me, like, they're like pulling up all the drains. Okay. So they're like, where is it? Where where's, is it? where's the drain? Where's the drain? They've heard something about a drain. Okay. Yeah. They're pulling up the drains, pulling up the drains. They're kind of a bit away from us now. And then a dude next to me shouts, it's in the bush. He's had a genius idea to like make them go look in the bush so that we can all duck. But the guy's smart, isn't it? So the guy with the guns come back. He, he thinks I said it. He goes, what do you say about the drain? I said, I didn't say nothing about no drain. I, said, I, yeah. I didn't say nothing. I mean, I'm in the bush. I didn't say nothing about the yeah. bush. And then he, he drags me, you know what I'm saying? He puts a gun to my head and he pulls me and like to go to the bush. There's nothing in the bush. He he found the final drain, that the one he hadn't checked because it was as far as, you know, it was all the way by the bush yeah. as we're pulling, as he's pulling me. So he I didn't even know it was the way it was, you know what I'm yeah. saying? He sees it and he gets to him, boom, 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 runs off flat. I turn around, everyone's gone. I was the last person, apart, apart from one kid who's probably 
11, 12 oh, shit. on his bike. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like, what the Who fuck? I still am know I just now, seen? and I still see him about. And he's like, yo. And I was just like, in shock and I'm yeah, still yeah. standing there and he's like yeah. what are you doing go around the corner and I was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. and like I run over and I, you know, I pick up the boombox and I go around the yeah. corner I'm like yo so that's the, the, that stuff was going that on that was going on yeah? in the regs that was going on like and I mean the park was we're having to deal with that and it, so people One were like I've had enough out. of this and, and left and at, at a point when Skinny went to the next time at that point, it was me, Skinny, and Nasa mm. who was rolling together and dealing with stuff. So when Skinny went to jail that time, I got left with the line. So, and I was just the only one really there. And yeah. it's like, so I'm still like 18 or something. So I ran, I, I, dealt, I ran that for like <laughs> nine months to 18 months, however long it was. Yeah. And like, I've, I've never spoken about this yeah. in public, it's mad, but yeah, that was some of the craziest time of my life. Like, it was and what, I mean, that's it though, being 18, like, you've got a dream in your head. Yeah, I just wanted to do music and I'm caught up there. in this. And also, I got to live and have and well, a living along it. the way. So I was like, yeah. huh, this, this is what I learned to make my living along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm there, I'm running this, now I'm running this operation, like, and I ain't, I was making music them times, though. I was going to Foreign Beggar Studio. Boom. Um, okay, so you'd met other people within yeah, the studio, like, well. it wasn't yeah. just about Skinny and Mike. No, no, no. You, but, bruv, like, I was going to you'd been DJ Flip Studio, Wicked. who Dan we Harley recorded Street. the EP with. Yeah. I went to see him weekly. Wicked. No one else, none of the other members were doing that. The only person doing that was Sincere. Oh, and yeah, he, yeah. Would, he just featured on our EP, because he made that link, he was active, like, I want to make music. He made... Probably ten times the music I made. He would go there and make twenty songs. That he was just so hungry. Amazing. But I, so I just stayed making music, man. But I was caught up in this this madness, like, and you could have lost it though, man. You could have fucking let go of the music. Yeah, and that's, I, what I realized is that, like, at the end of that, at the end of that run of time, yeah, when I had I was running that operation, like, some man come to run up on me again. And this time it wasn't like they're coming to run up on someone, one of my elders or nothing like that. They come for me because they're like, oh, he's been getting it in for the last nine months. He's had the line. So it's like, they're still, they're still going after my elders because they know like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. their, their, their thing. And they, yeah, it's yeah. like, he's been stacking. So we're going to hit him now because man's going to come out. And this time it was like, man, I grew up with. Oh, like, shit. From my bits. And like, they're my age and da da da. And. It's cool. I didn't really get nothing from me, but I had a traumatizing experience at that time. It was si similar to you know what I described before, yeah. but worse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where, like, yeah, I, I talk about it on my new album. I talk about it on the Do first you? verse. Yeah. Okay. So I say what happened. You know what I'm saying like, someone put a wire around my neck, and that's too deep. Like an orcs. It's peak. Yeah, but yeah. you know they put a wire around my neck, stringing me up, and you know. Knives and, da, 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 and all this kind of, and it's like at the time, like I didn't, it, it was slightly, I was slightly desensitized to anything like that happening because you've been going through so much. And I just, I realize now, like, not everyone does this, and it, but I, I just made music non stop, and I realize now that that, that was my therapy. You're giving me goosebumps, nose <laughs> man, because you know. I was going through my shit in Kilburn and it got fucking deep and, you know, my therapist said I've got PTSD from that shit. 
Yeah. And you've probably got the same. You of just course. haven't been diagnosed. I just didn't know it. I didn't yeah. know it for years. No, you don't. And it was literally graffiti. Mm. It, I, I knew mm. this is where I'm going to get... I ain't going to get my name on them streets. I'm not mm. that guy. Mm-hmm. And it got proved, actually, towards the end that I was definitely not that guy with what I had to go through. Yeah. And it was graffiti and just like, thank God I had it. Yeah. That's why... This is part of the reason I chat on this podcast. Mm. Because culture is so fu- how it saves mm. is unbelievable and for some people it's just like oh yeah you know i had a bit of a normal life and you know things were cool mum and dad were well and i just got into this thing and that's brilliant because culture gave them the thing they were looking for mm. but people like us as well that have been through some mad fucking london bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. and we have to do it because yeah, there isn't much choice no and yeah you know culture, nothing else you know nothing else sometimes and you, you know you don't know how you got there I don't, like, there's no context to how I you mean, a got... lot of it is choice. I chose to go. There was kids on my estate. Yeah, but... There was kids on my... I remember, mm. I remember a point happening. David, Simon and Adam, who were like the guys I hung out with, Colin, but a young... We all grew up together, yeah, young. Yeah. At 11, 12, when I wouldn't stop stealing and selling yeah, shit, yeah. when I started hanging out with South Kilburn, when I started going over yeah. the road, they were like, D, we're done. I think by the time I was 13, yeah. that was it. I couldn't, there was no one hanging out of them. They were like, no, you're too much. You're one of them guys. <laughs> and it, I didn't have to do it, but yeah. I chose. Yeah. And we, you know, so part of it's pressure, part of it's where you're growing up, but part of it is a choice. Bro, like, you, some, you know, you grow up on these council estates or wherever, yeah, where they ain't, we ain't got much. Yeah. Like, there's not much opportunities or things. It doesn't, you know, it's a lot of dark stuff you're seeing. Yeah. And people school, get the people get depressed. Like you get the kids get depressed. You don't deal with depression. It. So it's like you find people like like let's talk about like gang culture like, even like these are just people like going through their own depression from yeah. the same place and you're finding some kind of comfort in be someone who's there for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you me growing up being this kid white kid rapping mm. like it that's different like there's people trying to ramp with me from young already you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. now I've got this family come along to look after me that's like there's this like strong connection of love there and like they got res- them lot are respected in the mm. ends and all of that you know what I'm saying how am I not gonna walk, go like find a comfort and solace d- in that and be and there's not I would never call us like a gang or nothing no, at all but, no. but but some people would yeah you know what I'm, I'm from the outside so yeah, it's like I, I have I try to show an understanding for because like but I got emotional today like with all these killings that's been going on etc they said that the last month that London has overtaken New York murder rate New York. The, for the first time yeah and like bro like it's nothing to be fucking proud of and I know you're not proud nah, of it it's fucking but it's like I get I I just I see people blaming parents today on the internet and um it made me mad. Like, I got really angry with people I know. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, it's the way they wrote it as well. I was like, yeah, I'm fed up with people blaming the government because the parents need to rare, rare, rare and just raise your kids Are these better. people parents? Yeah. And, and they're saying that shit? Yeah, rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> um, it got me furious, like, and I thought, you know what? Like, it's most certainly the government's fault. Like, because... We're put in these social conditions for a reason. Like I don't, I think I feel like it's done on purpose. Like we we we're put in certain social conditions where the poor are left to get kept poor and rich get rich. Like 
it's supposed to make us fight each other. Like, it's Listen, supposed to make man. us shoot each other. The parents are victims too. Yeah, and I'm, exactly. I, like, the parents are depressed. The parents have drug addictions. Yeah. Like, we can't look at people with a drug addiction and go, why didn't you raise your kids? We have to understand that person yeah. and why, why, where they... But even down to the... Sim- my mum didn't drink or smoke. Mm. My mum had no addictions apart from drinking tea and yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. I went fucking wild in them streets. Yeah. My mum brought me up. Like, I, I, was, yeah. I used to go to church every Sunday with her as there a little kid. I went to Catholic school. You step outside, my yeah. mum's not standing next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, no, not, David, yeah. Simon and Adam, yeah. I got robbed as a kid. Yeah, they yeah. got robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went through some shit. And, and like, that makes you, what's that make you feel inside? I had to do the opposite. <laughs> that makes you feel angry. Yeah, like, when, when, angry. when you ain't got, your school's not, your school's not giving you nothing. Yeah. They tell you, you're gonna, you know, learn at school, you're going to, and then go get a job, you try, go to university, well, you can't afford to go. They tell you you're going to fail at school. They tell you you're well. going to fail, yeah. yeah. School, the whole system's a joke. You're left with nothing, really, no, like, prospects, or not tell feeling this, like you have any prospects, yeah. yeah. Tell like, me this happens at, fuck it, at the private schools. Yeah, of course Tell me not. the same no, talk to kids happens No, of course the not. They're told they can be anything they want to be. But the thing is, and I don't, now, now knowing teachers, mm. friends who are teachers, I kind of get it. I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 Some yeah. teachers are outright dickheads. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. just people. But they're not given the resources. That's and, it. And they're, they're not given the resources. It's like, to, to me, I, I don't want to compare them to the police as well, but like the, when you're in a certain institution with the police, some people tell me, oh, we need more, um, you know, black police officers or police officers from you know, Dif- certain yeah. different um, demographics. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like once you become in that institution, it's going to corrupt you. Like you're going to be caught up into certain practices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe the school system is similar because, in some ways. But, but look, right, for it, look at Skinny. Mm. Skinny man's one man out of Holloway. Mm. And look at the wave he caught. Yeah. And the, the wave he caused, sorry, yeah. should I say. Now, I, this is the same for everything. Not everyone can make it. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. And no, these no, no. people need support so they... Yeah, yeah. They can do. You need to feel like you can do something as well. Yeah. Like when you and it's, so it's the same for teachers. It's like teachers can go into these institutions and policemen can go into these institutions yeah, yeah. and think, I believe. Same with MPs. I believe I'm going to do the yeah, right yeah. thing. They're only one man, one person, one woman. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not mad. Like I'm not mad at the people who've done them kind of things to me. Like I'm not mad. Like when I'm I look at this, I'm, I'm understanding and forgiving that we're in a certain certain social conditions that lead us to be like that. But I, I also then I look at the kid like who 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 that's happened to and gets angry and carries a gun. You know what I'm saying mm. like it's mad. I've carried a gun before. Yeah. Mad that I say that I don't care because I'm not going to do it again. You yeah. know what I'm saying I've carried a knife before and it's because because of these because people are after me and whatever whatever. So I get it. I'm looking at what's going on and I just. It, it's making me sad, man. I can't lie. But what is it? What these people were trying to say online, I get the where they were coming from as well, yeah? It was to say take responsibility as parents, as for our community, as as you know, raising other people's children. We yeah. should do that. But yeah. I don't want to see the judgmental part on the person who didn't manage no. to. Yeah. So no. I do want to celebrate I do want to give suggestions to say Yeah, encourage parents to, mm. you know, do yeah. what they can and but we need you know we need more like resources for these kids to feel do something and feel like they can do something and this is my this, all right, this is a this is a really important factor for me in the debate recently is about the blaming music yeah. like to me we're talking here talking about today how much culture and music and art save saves people it saves lives like, it does i'll tell you what though if you're gonna say that i'm gonna I, i've thought this recently yeah. this has annoyed me recently mm. i haven't liked the way some of the grime rappers 
have been saying, and I don't know why I'm not blaming hip hop rappers, but I'm blaming. I'm not blaming. I'm not. I don't mean to blame. I mean to call out some grime rappers. <laughs> we're gonna get into that. No, <laughs> who are saying, you know, that they're aware of the violence. Mm. They're aware of the mindless killings and stabbings. Yeah. Yet their music is fully about fuck that guy, fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck his girl. I'm gonna take his drugs. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. shot this. And so yes, music is culture, and yeah. it's amazing, and. I love the rhythms, I love the beats, yeah, yeah. I love the flows of the raps, but we have to be aware of some of these lyrics. Check, now, you're a rapper. Check this, dude. You just said mindless, right? Yeah. I wrote an article on this when I done my dissertation. for. Okay. Um, I wrote it, it was when the London riots happened. Right. And there was articles blaming rap music at the time. Mm -hmm. So I, all of them said mindless, mindless, mindless. You know what I'm saying? And I had to kind of pull it out and say, it's not mindless. Okay. Because there, there is thoughts going on yes, with, yes. with these kids. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, you're right. It's the wrong word to use. Maybe you're with right. killing, no, you're maybe right. with killing, it's more justified to say mindless than yeah. with the riots, which was more of, you could see there the social, you could see the social for, yeah. um, relevance what was going on and thought process, and it was an uproar because of an it was unjust a reaction to an action, action yeah, exactly. that happened by the police. So yeah. I get you saying it about killing, but yeah, I just I try to say I don't try not to say things like that mindless because. These kids are reacting to something, innit? They are thinking. But what does? But, saying, like, but when gigs is on a fucking track. This is my thing. Listen, yeah. Let me just. This is what I was trying to say. And gigs is included in this. And all the gram guys you're talking about. Yeah. I get it that there may be a negativity from that, but not always. Whatever. But definitely an even air. even the most negative like depiction of street life in music to me, I think saves lives more than it more than it takes because so, i think i think the guy the kid from peckham who's in that situation where he's seeing guns and knives and all these kind of situations we're talking about and he hears that music and he relates to it because he already knows what those things are like even if it's a glam like i, I, don't, I don't use the word glamorized but um and exaggerated an exaggerated, yeah, exaggerated version or, or whatever um he then looks at gigs and sees a successful business person. Do you person. know what? I haven't... That's the first time. I've, I've only been thinking this yeah, fact, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or yeah. This, this notion, should I say. No, no, it's, it's fair. And it's it's the first fair time one I've to actually discussed, discussed it properly. And just, just that one comeback, wasn't even a discussion, just that yeah. one comeback <laughs> yeah. has made a lot of sense. You're right. Because, yeah... It, I think the amount of people like the kids, shit's there anyway. Yeah, yeah. If Giggs is going to say it, Giggs is going to say it. They already seen it. The shit's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. So Giggs, okay. In one one way, you could what I've just said is that he's mm. condoning it and he's backing it. Yeah. But what you're saying he's is not, like, he, he isn't. isn't. No, he's he isn't. telling a story. Yeah. And what he's doing is saying, yeah. But look, I'm telling this story from up here as well. You yeah, can yeah. come here. Yeah, and, he, and that's all he tells in his interviews. Yeah. That's what he says in his no, interviews right. a lot. Yeah. I look at it and I think. I think gigs have saved thousands of lives. My, I've said this before. I said rappers save lives. I think gigs have saved thousands of lives. I don't really think there's... I think the amount of people who actually would go and pick up a gun and shoot someone because it is music is very small. Tiny I, amount. But... And if the ones who would, they was in that anyway. Like They were going to do that, that shit. They were going to... You know what I'm saying? But... I'm not no, saying. Right. I'm not was, saying don't. What, I'm not saying really don't challenge it though. Me, I think. No, you know no, what? No, you know what? I should have known better, and that's really shallow of me to even entertain the thought. No, I'm kicking no, it's myself. No, it's not. It's not. No, because so look, you see that I know there's millions of killings in the US, right? Mm. But the, for in, just the school killings, yeah, just the mad white people that yeah, go yeah, out yeah, with yeah. these guns and walk into churches. Yeah, we don't blame rappers for that. It's got actually rappers, <laughs> and also it's literally that person's going to do that anyway. Yeah. There's thousands of guns, millions of guns in that country. Yeah. And this happens every now and then by the nutter. Yeah. Because yeah, there isn't many. And so you're right. 
there's going to be people out on these streets that are going to do this no matter what. They yeah. they could be listening to fucking yeah. anything. It's got yeah, no, yeah. They listen to fucking Radio One. And I'm not I'm not saying no, it's not, it's I'm not point. saying it's not something to be challenged and we shouldn't no. challenge the content. But at the same time, I feel like some of these kids won't listen to a car lot. No, no. Well, that's you know it. The so rap's there, like, isn't it? So it's like the content is there. The gigs angle. I see. I see positivity in it, man. I Has see. That we look, look, look how many rappers, we, like I said, no, it wasn't cool to be a rapper when I was a kid. Now it's cool to be a rapper. Now yeah. you can be a rapper and you can go in the chart and you can be a millionaire. Yeah. We got, in the last 10 years, I don't know what, what time to put on it. We have multiple millionaire rappers from the UK, that from is, London. That is quite a fucking... <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. And surrounding counties. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're touching the millions. crazy. Yeah, that was a bit of a tangent, sorry. <laughs> no, but that was well worth it because... I wanted to say that. Yeah, but going stuff. back to... Well, the point is, is that, yeah, we're living... We're living these horrible, uh, uh, like, horrifying lives. Yeah. You're going through some deep shit. You've yeah. done another nine months on the line. Yeah. And you're like... And so deep shit happens to you. Yeah. Cheese wire and all that shit. Cables and all that yeah. shit. What next? What happens then? You're like, still in the music, but you're holding the line. Skinny come out of jail. Like, I gave him his phone and was like, yeah... I got shit to do. <laughs> I bounced you know, and I went like, um, I don't know, man. I was, I was, that messed me up. Like, I didn't realise it at the time. Like, I stayed indoors quite a bit and I, I stayed making music. I came off road. I came away from that for a bit. I still, I'd check in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Skinny got, um, started making his album. Council Estate. Council Estate, man. He was doing that before. He had the record we were talking about before, but he yeah. really started locking in to make it. So that was going on. I was happy that he was doing that, and I was just working on my stuff. And um, like, it's mad, because I'd done therapy in a, a couple of years ago. Wicked. I told that story about the wire and stuff, like, mm -hmm. and the guns, and I was shocked at her reaction. Yeah. I wish everyone could go. I it's wish I everyone say could ever since go. That, ever since that day, I always say, go to therapy. And they're like, no, nah, nah, I can't do it. You know, like, mm. there's a stigma. There's a mad stigma and it's got to be broken. But that shit, it literally changes lives mm. completely. Like, mm. the, the non-emotional person who can... Because we sit there and we tell all... Like, I told all my stories, mm. all the hor horrifying things I went through, and realised that not everyone else did. Over all the years, I've told my stories to all these people. And I realised, oh, not everyone went through it, but still, yeah. they all know it. They all know it. And I was so matter-of-fact about all this shit. Yeah. Not knowing I was actually carrying it. And you're so matter-of-fact. Yeah, I'm from here. This is what it was like. Mm. This is why I am the way I am, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We'll deal with it. It's and, fine. And, and like... And drinking every day is fine. Of course, smoke <laughs> weed every day. And to others, because and and there's other people that have this same story. Yeah. Who their substance is much harder. Yeah, exactly. It, it, can, go, it can go wild ways, mm. wild ways. And we we keep covering up and we live our lives with it. And we're like, no, I know what happened and it's fine. And but I'm gonna, you know, I do it. The moment you tell someone that's completely out of the world, like this lady, your therapist, my mine, mine was a guy. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. Shocked. <laughs> and and then they're like, no, 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 no. This is not normal. This isn't normal. Yeah. And do you want? And then you start telling them about your behaviour. Mm. Like you know where that's come from, didn't you? You yeah. know why you? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I just thought that was no, no, no. You didn't have to be like that. You became like that because of this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, the, the paranoia. It probably yeah. was the weed played a part. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. had to be paranoid. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Was, yeah, it wasn't. I, I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't all that. It was because of what was going on. Weed maybe enhanced it. I, 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 yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Weed definitely enhances it. But yeah, the point yeah. is, is because that... Because you're already feeling yeah, like you're that. Yeah, you're already... Yeah. 
my anger was I would literally shout at the drop of a hat and yeah, never mind yeah. about punch or swing I'd shout yeah. at the drop of a hat because so, I thought yeah. it was standard I became like with, with the alcohol like, I became a really angry drunk at some point in life and and again it would be when I'm in that space I, mm. I don't know I'm in that space but on whatever's ticking away in my brain um, and I've only like now like, I realised this yesterday like I haven't had a drink now for nearly three years. Amazing, Moves. And um, it's only in that time that I've let anger go. Like, when I first stopped drinking, I was really angry. I was going through a breakup that I was really angry okay. about. Yeah, right, yeah. And I'm blaming a lot in my head. I'm like, blame. And, mm-hmm. and I used to have this thing where I talk about, where I tell myself that I'm, I'm constantly in a battle with anger and empathy. Right? <laughs> okay, that's deep, <laughs> So. Man. And I used to talk about that and like this was what, what my own little psychological yeah, thing yeah. I was analysing on myself and I'm like I'm either angry at this person or empathetic and I, 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 you know, no I cancel them out I cancel out the anger with the empathy and like now I only realised yesterday that I, like, I forgot I, I forgot I had that narrative because I, I let the anger's been gone for so long Wicked Because I've, I've been like I've got a close friend who went through something similar and I was talking them sharing through them. Sh- sharing my experience with them and um, and being honest, and, and being and, and and you know they're quite angry. Okay. And then um, I don't want, I don't know if that's the right word, but whatever, like they're, yeah. they're in whatever space, makes right? sense. And then I just remember, remember thinking that ever since I've been discussing that with them, which is quite a while, they haven't seen anger from, like they don't see anger from me. And I was like, well, where, that anger was gone by then, and yeah. I just realised that how long it's been gone, and that um, it's still it, it's not completely, but I, I just nah. don't. Chapter 3, Creativity. What a way into his profession. Nobris kept up his search for creativity and has found quite a few paths to walk. We talk about his accomplishments in the music scene and then we move into politics and journalism, both things he never would have thought of had he not gone through what he did and find a culture that helped him speak his words. He tells us of his first steps into journalism and how his show with Big Ben on Pyro Radio came about and working with the Rise Up movement to inspire people to vote. The Kemet singles out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we go. Yeah, we're back to the music. Yeah. <laughs> the mud singles out. Yeah. Bro, and like, you've put I the phone line down, you're on your own thing. Putting out records, Making yeah. your own music. Record with Ed Scran at that time. Yeah. What was that called? Idols. Ah, that's sick. I've got that up there. It's sick. Um, and so, yeah, rapping is fully on. Rapping's on. Then I got, you know, eventually Kemet came back to me. Um, we'll do an album. What's going on? You never did an album. You, yeah. you never put out more records. Mm-hmm. And we're still here. They were sitting um, there waiting. Yeah, oh, he yeah. must be off doing the mud thing. And they Where's, were like, what's happening? Yeah, they were like, let's do, you know, the, the Kalashnikov album had done really well. Yeah. Um, so they had, a, they were ready to do albums now. Mm-hmm. Where if I had done it before, I would have just been single, single until, you know, it might not have happened the same way. And now it's like, I was set up. So, yeah, man, we put out my first album. Um, bro, I could sit here all day and talk about my music career. I put out six projects since then. Like, I, I, that album did good stuff at the time. I won an award. I played Glastonbury Festival. I, I supported Ghostface Killer uh, and loads of MOP. And I'm saying shout out Billy Duns. I still mess with now. You know what I'm okay. saying? Um, I, I work with like so many collaborations. I, I, I work with Dappy yeah. and N-Dubs while, while N-Dubs was in their height at the beginning and Charlie Sloth. And Big Charlie. Like so many people man you know what I'm saying and look, so many friendships and people like there's people I've met through music who I'll fuck with forever like, and I've got love for forever and you're still like because me I've got quite a few pieces up there and I've got a couple of CDs yeah 
out of the collection. And then I know you've got your SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. And then you put a bit of music up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still doing that, yeah. One of my favourite recent ones, or I wouldn't say recent, it was yeah. last year or the year before, was your um, the the Corbin... The Rise Up. Rise one. Up, sorry. Because oh, yeah, I did a Corbin one with... Yeah, well... Yeah. Some politics happened. Yeah, yeah, some politics happened. So it's mad, man. Like... I became like there was a time where I took a transition from putting from being a musician to being a radio personality. I'd done radio from HFM for years. Pyro Radio was a station I'd been on at the Takeover Show many years ago when I was active with the album and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they come and make a, a relaunch and came and offered me a show. I said, "Yo, I'm ready. I know what I want to do. I want a debate show. I want to talk about topics." A lot of the topics we're talking about here today, like that's why and I'm really imp- passionate about them. Is this like, because you had you you started having a voice? They I noticed. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd more having, than just the rap, more than just. I started having a voice on social media. Okay. Um, from certain debates and topics that had been going You're on, and people involved. started to watch my page as a place to to see, argue, yeah, to passionately discuss like, something yeah. relevant. It's going on today about these these issues where I said about the killings mm. and and blaming parents, like. So I would discuss that online and then I'll, I'll have a radio show about it and I'll bring on a guest who's the most relevant person I can find who's active in music or entertainment or whatever and get them to come and talk to us about it and create content. You yeah. know, create content that people can watch like what we're doing here. Um, and tomorrow tomorrow we're doing a, a debate on colorism with um, Lioness who's sung out that's relevant to that topic. Um, and like, um, somewhere in the mix of that, politics became a part of it you know just I think part of growing up I suppose I, I, you think I, I think I was aware of like politics from young I remember Labour getting in yeah the first the, 98. The, the, um, 98 yeah that makes sense um, I remember that happening and staying up late and my mum being excited and my mum voting Labour uh-huh. um, I found a picture from 15 years ago which I don't know how where that is into that timeline of the front of my like yard in that state with a uh, Labour Jeremy Corbyn oh sick because he's been my the local, local MP yeah, since, yeah. Oh, since the year I was born 83 yeah. so um, so my mum always thought Corbyn like Corbyn's like a politician that is very loved around where, yeah. where I'm from even though we're like bun politicians and it's funny, it's funny I didn't know about politics that much but one of, in, one of the early days when I was rolling with Skinny we, were talk, we got to talking about politics one day and he's like fuck all these politicians they ain't gonna do shit for us um, and he literally, I feel like he sp- literally said to me, fuck them, like, I ain't voting for none of them. They're, they're all the same. Apart from Jeremy Corbyn, I'd vote for him, but they'd never let it happen. And this was Damn. like, this was when I was 17, 16, yeah. like a long, long time ago. Yeah. And I'm saying he probably knew Jeremy personally then yeah, he already. Did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, he's known yeah. about. And, yeah. he, and then when I saw, so when I saw this, Movement. This start. movement that, yo, J- J- Jeremy Corbyn's running for the head of the lead- Labour Party. I was like, what? Like, I knew who he was. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I'm like, raw. I-, I ain't paid for that. that but I- his name was co-signed from the beginning. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. By the hood. Mom, By the hood. The hood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, crazy. And then, like, I think the, elec- <laughs> the election before that, I was angry. I, it's the first time I got involved in politics, and I think social media had a lot to do with it, to inter- interacting with people on social media so much. I started encouraging people to vote Labour. Yeah. I said to myself, because I, I hadn't registered, I said to myself, I, I will vote. 
I just started backing him, man. I started posting stuff about him. I started giving him the cosigns to let people know that he's been part. He's, of, he's written letters he's to massive. get families of mine housed. Like everyone yeah. has yeah. a story of him helping them personally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He was a, you know, he was. A, I think maybe the leader of the the whole section where I, I made well. music with the Stop the War Coalition while while Skinny was in jail that time. People in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Like, I performed on that stage that day. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at it like, yeah, I was right. We got to back this. I joined the Labour Party. Yeah. So I said, I said, well, how do we get him to win this? And yeah. I was thinking it's never going to happen. They were like, they were like, he's one hundred to one to win yeah, the yeah, Labour yeah. Party. So I was like, cool. I joined the Labour. How do you vote? Well, you have to join. All right, cool. I joined. I joined. I've been a member of the Labour Party since. I would so, never be them otherwise. Like, yeah. even though, even though my mum vote for them, and like, I wouldn't. I still well, no, because like, basically, Bond they're Tony not Blair they never, that, exactly. You know they never spoke to us. Yeah. But when Skinny. Is yeah. there a cosign? Yeah. Skinny's got every reason not to fucking vote. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. life has been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for him to cosign and for you to have that interest, definitely. So I started backing it, and, and a movement, <coughs> a, mo- a movement happened, man. You know so what, what is Rise Up? So Rise Up is um, Rise Up is a movement. It's not a, it's not to do with Corbyn. It's not to do with the Labour Party. It's to do with encouraging young people to get involved in politics and understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I decided. You know, I can talk about my own personal mm. political beliefs and I can promote them openly as my own choice yeah but educate yourself you know what I'm saying like I decided before the Corbyn thing as I said when Ed Miliband yeah. was running that I was going to take more I was gonna, I realized I was promoting labor as the lesser of two evils at that time but I realized that I didn't know enough so if you knew more you I could decided so I decided yeah. I wanted to know more and yeah. I decided by the, when I said I'll vote next time I, I told myself I'm gonna educate myself by that time yeah I didn't I didn't know a guy is going to come who I know has to be the choice by yeah. then. So if he had not come along, I would have been in a position where I'm... You would have made and I'm still And anyway. I'm still making that decision anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. looking at the manifesto. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But So I'm encouraging people to, you know, I, I wanted to encourage people to, um, young people just to get involved in the political process. Because yeah. it isn't, it isn't, I mean, obviously... So... Well, it, it doesn't, it isn't about Labour Party, the Rise Up movement. No. But... <laughs> I just think, yeah, the, the social points throughout all of it is just like, well, there's only one person to vote for, but still. <laughs> well, that's per, that's but it's about education. That's personal opinion, isn't yeah, it? But like, it's really education. Basically, around that time, Josh Cole, who, yeah, um, the photographer, photographer, filmmaker, um, he shot Skinny Man's album cover, Council of State of Mind. Hip-hop historian. Yeah, man, done though. He, like, he sees me promoting this politics stuff, getting involved, creating this platform, becoming a voice. He inboxed me and was like, yo, we got to do something. Like next election comes around, we got we got to do something. Mm. So I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, do you think Skinny would be on it with this? Would, could we do some music? Could we? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave him Skinny's number. We we linked some things together, um, and then the snap election happens. And as soon as it was announced, I just went straight in his inbox and was like, I guess it's, it's time, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. I've had a you know I've, I've arranged a meeting already. <laughs> so he got some people together. He he created this movement called Rise Up. You know what I'm saying? So in that inception of me and him having them early conversations, I guess I was part of starting yeah. it in a yeah, sense. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's his, it's his thing really. But um, yeah, we did like, we just, we put a campaign together, man. And we got like, we tried to just get music people involved to push it, to get young people to push the vote. We took flyers and we hit the streets. We we made deals with um I can't remember who we made a deal with where we got these posters and flyers like yes. shops I think it might be called Lush or something okay like, where and and we set something up where homeless people could go to them shops and register to vote 
amazing oh, and, and use the address yes you know what i'm saying like so we and we got professor green on board we yeah. got um rudimentals um doc brown what's the like, um, uh, the big guy or no? like ub40 I'm, I'm thinking of the hip-hop ones yeah, like yeah. some of the non-hip-hop ones yeah, that yeah, we got involved are huge you know what I'm massive <laughs> like to be honest at the end of that year it was last year yeah because it happened earlier on in the year, I forgot that I did all of that. And I was sitting there writing my end of the year list of what I'd done. And I think last year I did more than anything I've ever done in my life. And I left that whole section out and I went, wait a minute. Hang on one second. <laughs> like, well, I was part of this process that like yeah. changed politics forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, put a voice to something that wasn't there. Like, we changed the game, man. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got a song on my next album, like, actually it's the album after, it's called, called uh, Better. And I say a bar like, um, we made them vote while they're talking about they make it rain or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I won't even go into the rest of That's it. But yeah. But, um, and I, link, <coughs> I linked with Tommy Corbin around that time, um, one of Jeremy's sons. Mm. And he was putting on some music events. He hollered at me. like So he'd, he'd found me through yep. through these kind of political links and music and everything. So I wanted to put on an event. Um, linked up with him and we've become good friends over that time, okay. I guess. Um and and yeah, like, you know, me and him, like the day of what, what, the day of the election, the day before, on the last day where people could register to vote, yeah. like me and Tommy, the two of us stood on Camden High Road with flyers, Sick. telling people, are, "Are you registered to vote?" And they're like, "No, no, do you want to do it on my phone now?" What? <laughs> and, and no one knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anyone. You know what I'm saying? Sat there. My name's like, Tommy. Like, do you want to put your name yeah, and number? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, on that same song, I got like a bar where I'm like, yeah, me and me and Tommy hit the streets and we canvassing. But uh, anyway, anyway, that, yeah. that'll come one day. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, we were really we we put in that work, man, and we we nearly made it. You know what I'm saying? And then the night the night of that election, I I was actually gonna go to sleep. I thought I can't sit up watching this; it's gonna be too intense. Yeah. Like watching all of these things get announced. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna set my alarm for seven in the morning, so I'm gonna wake up and see the result. And then Tommy calls me and he's like, yo come up to the Momentum to the office. We're all watching it here. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm on my way. Definitely. <laughs> I go in there, they give me a Momentum t-shirt as I walk in the door. Like, put, everyone's got a t-shirt yeah. on. Like, yeah. I don't even know if we're supposed to talk about this and that, but it's because it, there was a guy who kept going, standing up on a chair and like, quieting everyone down and going, no cameras, no cameras. Like, they, didn't, they didn't want like a press thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, Momentum exactly. were having a, like a ruckus. Like, <laughs> they're always coming at us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was like, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> I'll remember that for the rest of my life, man. That I, sh- that I Mate, spent that moment with them people yeah. who put in so much work to Last it. year was a massive eye-opener for hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And Rise Up and Momentum, Corbyn, elections in general mm. what a fucking year for it and all right yeah we didn't get to where we wanted to we got close tell man. You what, we made a I real difference what, that fucking wave that difference is gigantic and see how you were when yeah. Miliband was up what you've done that tenfold yeah yeah straight there's millions of kids out there now yeah, yeah doing that they're yeah, ready yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like ready. fuck this i'm ready and i'm the- getting in and we used art as well we yeah. used we used art yeah. to do this and yeah. our, we used our platforms that we've built through art. Mm. So it's, it's another, it's just another Mate, form again, of culture being, and culture, being like, used. And that's what Corbyn tapped into that people have failed. Yeah. Like, tapping into like the interview of JME and, and the whole Grand for, Cor- Grand for Corbyn movement. Like, yeah. Shout them out as well. Like, they did a lot. I, I was really, really supporting what they did. Oh, God. Being, the reason Corbyn 
done so well at such at ground level and, and roots level is because it was authentic. It was a strong, full, strong movement full of culture and full of art. And you know what? The same thing happened to Obama. Yeah, no, of course. Same I, thing I, I, I was music that. and art. Yeah, yeah, I cited that the whole way through. Yeah. I was like, and Obama, like hip hop. I, I, hip hop is the, the hip hop president. Yeah, <laughs> hip hop is the one, but we we can call it. When you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Culture and art. Yeah, yeah. So after this fucking mental mental times you've had and get, getting pyro going, which is going, how often is that weekly? We're every two weeks. Um, every two weeks. I'm potentially going to have another show that might be... Wicked. I don't know how often, yeah. weekly or a couple But you're on every two weeks now weeks. and it's you and Ben. Yeah. Still Big Ben. Still, yeah. And it's OG. funny, like, it's funny because the, the, um, Antonio, shout out Antonio at Pyro Radio, he sent me a picture the other day of me and Ben at Pyro Radio in 2007. I don't what? even know what, like... It's like with, with the banner behind us with the old logos. And I, I know we went there a few times, but I never had a show. I did a takeover show once as, okay. me, as Supernova Takeover. Yeah. Then they offered me another one and I was like, can we make it a flip one? So we done a flip takeover yeah. show. But this was, this was like us getting drunk and rapping and show and prove their mixing. Sick. Me, Ben, Yeo. Um, yeah, it was crazy, 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 crazy. Rags. I haven't seen um, Ben in a while, man. Last time I see him was up on um, Seven Sisters and he basically said to me, do you get the fuck out of my area? Not in, no. not in a bad way, it's just like, no, nah, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> no. He told me that, you know, he's just joking yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah, he's he was like, just joking. It was, it was, like it was so quick. Yeah, it was, yeah. yes, Ben, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he talks like that. Like, it was pure people, love. Yeah. It was pure yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. No, yeah. But it's funny that like, it, so it was just like, oh, there's me and Ben again. Yeah, it, might, it might have been me doing an interview for my album and he's with me. There's, he, me. there's me and Ben at Pyro and it's me and Ben here now running the most controversial and also... You know, educational show on the station. Yeah, man, <laughs> you're talking about shit that not many people are talking yeah. about, man. You're making points over there. And, um, but alongside this, I know you're doing something else, which is journalism. Yeah. You started <laughs> writing. Yeah. So I think that kind of. More, basically. Well, it goes, it goes, side in, it goes hand, in hand, hand in hand. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if the definition of the word journalism, whether those radio shows falls under that in some kind of way. Yeah, it right? does. So it's, so it's, you know, media. I got into interviewing people through the radio station. Okay. Right? I said to myself around this time, because I was like, where does this make money? Like, how can I make money da, 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 from this media world? Mm -hmm. YouTube videos, content, etc., etc. which I do make bits from that. But yeah. I was like, and I had the epiphany of writing. Maybe writing would be where it's at. Um, I didn't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. I didn't make any moves it's towards... Just thoughts actually, going just on in your head. In my brain. Yeah. I'm gonna, I could probably get, do that. If I'm going to be a writer, I think. Yeah. Right? So right in the middle of this whole political campaign, yeah. Tommy Corbyn calls me and says, ah... Oh, these guys have asked me, um, these guys in America are looking for a writer to write an article on um, Graham and hip-hop support of Jeremy Corbyn, of his dad. And um, I thought you'd be perfect for it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't, told him I, I haven't told him I want to write. No. You know what I'm saying? But he's thinking, you know, maybe in his head, I, I do interview, I do all this media yeah, yeah. stuff. I'm in that world. I'm like, I run a website, you know, yeah. I do a lot of stuff. You knew you were more than capable, basically. So I'm like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. So it's this this website, Jacobin, which is this left-wing yeah. po political um, magazine in America. That's huge. They've got, like, a million subscribers mm. or something. So I'm like, okay, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, 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 let's do that. So I write, they're like, yeah, can you write 3,000 words? I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, when I was at uni... Yeah. Um, you did, you went back I did to uni, uni at some point. Yeah. At some point, I went to uni and, and, did, um, and did a degree in music. And... I, half of it was practical and half of it was written I was dreading the written bit but I excelled in the writing at uni and Brilliant. I enjoyed it and I wrote I mentioned that I wrote that dissertation yeah. on the London riots 
which I, I, I feel like I got like seventy eight percent or wow. something for that at the time. It's on. You can actually it's actually online. You no. can you can search for it. Um, I, w- I need to put that somewhere where it's easy to yeah, find. But I think if you search my uh, Matthew Stanton, um, London riots or a soundtrack to the riots, okay. then, then you probably find it on Google. I'm gonna check that. Out. But um, so I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, that was part of why I, I thought I might be able to write as well. So I wrote this thing, but I, I wasn't fully ready. Mm-hmm. So the, to the the editors, they they wanted someone to write who knows the music. Mm-hmm. So. They took it. They were like, "Oh, but we need this, this, and this in there, and we need to change certain things, I'll fix it up quite a bit." So the editor of the magazine ends up co-writing it with me. So it came out as a co thing with the two of us. Um, That's brilliant, though. Which man. was brilliant. It's and it's like I've got this official first piece. It's called yeah. "Grand for Corbin" on and it's on Jacobin. Um, I think he got two thousand shares the Fucking day it came old. out. <laughs> and I'm like Your first piece. My first piece, my first published article, and I'm like, wow. The first piece you'd written. And they paid me for it. Yeah. The first piece you'd written yeah, yeah. became a published article yeah, yeah. and you got paid for it and you got yeah. hit two thousand times in the first day. Yeah. So, so I'm like shared. And yeah. all I that's what I'm thinking, this way of making money in this media world, like boom, yeah, there, there we go. go. Uh, so I'm sharing that online, like here's my article. Um, it's more than just a thought, though, Nova. Yeah, you put yourself in position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you've got to put yourself in position. To True. Take, I, and to, then I to thought, have the thought, and then I thought it into existence. Yes. maybe. But, but it's <laughs> the only reason you would have had the thought. If you didn't go to uni, yeah. you would have thought, I can't write X amount of words. Oh yeah, true. You yeah, put yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. through it, so you knew when that t- when that call came through. I can do it. Free, I've I've done this. I can do yeah, it. Yeah, and I did it. It's true. Sorry about the interruption. Audio got a little bit lost. Basically, Nova posted his Grind for Corbin piece on Facebook and a follower, by chance, after seeing that post, added him on another post for a magazine owner who was looking for a journalist to do a cover story on the UK rapper Jay Huss. The dates clashed with him because of a previous engagement, but Nova was still offered... Viz, you know Ace and Viz? Mm-hmm. So, um, Dwayne Jones, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that on that day because I was free that day. And then the, the Huss thing got pushed back. So he, he comes back to me and he's like, oh, but can you do it Thursday? I'm like, yeah, 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 I can do it Thursday. Sick. Cool. So I'm like, I end up doing the Huss thing as the first one. So I'm like... And the guy's like, <laughs> the guy thinks I'm a writer. <laughs> you just done a piece on Grind for Corbin. Your next one's on the biggest album of the year. Yeah. The and I have written, a, so I've written some dissertations. I've written. Yeah, yeah, but you haven't, not in I've this run, way. No, not, not in this, this way. Role. Not no. in this way. I've written blogs, you know, because yeah, yeah, uh, I used to run a different blog. But so I'm like, all right. I got on, like, I went on Google and was like, okay, how do you do, like, how do you do this? Like, I started Googling what to do to be a journalist, like, yeah. two days before I got the thing. And I'm like, and then I started thinking to myself, I thought, you know what? I used to read a lot of hip hop magazines. I'd read Hip Hop Connection front to back. I'd yeah. read the Source Double XL. You're getting structured. So I just I just started thinking about those articles and how they were written. Yeah. In the in the style of telling the story of meeting them that day. Yeah. Etc. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, you know what I need? I need a notepad. Cool. Right, well, I've got, when I bought a notepad, yes. so I was like, on the day I'm gonna be sitting here taking notes of what's going on. I wrote so many notes on that first day. I was gonna be, and, that, and then I just recorded the interview on my phone, the audio. Yeah. And I, you know, I put it together. The next ones, I write, I write less notes now. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in a swing. And, within, and you've got, you've started to build a formula. Yeah. Yeah. And within, so at that, um, at that Jay Huss interview, like during, we went outside to shoot, because um, he's doing all his photos while, while I'm, while we get, before I do the interview. Yeah. And, I, and we're just, I'm just there for the day. I'm writing my notes about what's going on. We go outside to shoot some shots outside the front of the studio. And then he goes, oh yeah, he's like, oh, do, do you want to do little, 
and he couldn't pronounce it. He's like, little yotty, little yotty, little yotty. You know, he's saying, I'm like, and the stylist's there. He's asking him too. And I'm saying, for a stylist with little yotty style and all that, his eyes, both our eyes lit up and look at you. Know, guy don't even know he's talking. I'm like, uh, yes. And um, like me and the stylist, both like our eyes light up. Because like, he's the yo. big thing last year. He's a, he, yeah, he, Massive. He was, a, he was a big talking point. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Was, like, yeah. In like, many ways, yeah. This whole mumble rap argument and all this kind of stuff. And I... I had been in like I got this, I haven't even talked about this, but I, I run this debate page on Facebook, Hip Hop Debates UK, which is the center of some not the center, but it's part of where some of these dialect like, conversations go on. And I, I gave people a space to just argue about nonsense in hip hop, yeah. and then we argue about serious stuff and we discuss the same stuff on the radio show there, etc. As well, it's a good. But there's loads of people yeah. in there, you know, that are just like anti mumble rap, anti this. So I'd been in there defending these kids for the same reason I said earlier. Yeah. Of like yo. You know, these kids are putting certain things. They're they're fighting the right to be themselves. Yeah. They, you know, and maybe we don't understand them. Maybe we don't understand their music. Maybe we don't understand the words they say. But our parents didn't understand Wu Tang either. I think we forget age so yeah. much. <laughs> and I think hip hop is it makes it feels like such a young culture mm. that progression in it doesn't seem right. Yeah. It seems wrong because it's like, no, no, we're in it. We've got hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, no, no, no. We've been here 30, 40 years. It's changed, man. It's changed so and much. And the kids own it, man. I, like, that's my opinion. Yeah. Like, but anyway, I was just, you know, I was really excited. Like, yeah, I'm going to interview little. So I've gone from this one article, Grandfather Corbin, Jay Huss to Lil Yachty. <laughs> In a month or something, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at, like, I'm, I'm watching journalists that I follow because I want them to like interview me, yeah. Like, on thing, and I just, I, like, I just skipped your career from seven, seven year career, and I, like, I just, just, just hopscotched over you, like, yo. And like, this is my first lesson to be honest because I, the J Hus one went so well, and I had a great rapport with him. Um, bunch of others I did were as well, like, but the little yachty one didn't go well. Yeah. It, it, what do you think it was? Um, he's. Is it his age? Maybe his age. He's moody. The album's called Teenage. Um, what is it? Teenage Dreams. Um, teenage Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Teenage Emotions. Yeah. yeah. So he might be in a bad mood. He's a grumpy teenager. He gave me one word answers. I had loads you know, of questions ready for him. And I, I wasn't prepared yeah. in my mind to have a follow-up when he doesn't answer this yeah. to prod him and push him. So or I didn't to get, push it more. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get enough out of him. And when you read the article, you can kind of read that. Like, there's not a lot of from him. Mm-hmm. And I told my story of mm-hmm. me arguing in my group and defending him. And I got something from him that I wanted from him. Yeah. In that I said to him, do you, you know, people say this is not hip-hop a lot of the time. Like, we were just talking, mm-hmm. kind of touching on. And I said to him, you know, so I, I asked him something that that led to him saying that he felt he was a part of, in his words, African-American hip-hop culture. And I said, do you think people pressure you to separate yourself from that? And he was like, yeah. But, he, you know, he was just like, yeah. And I was like, why? And he was like, I don't, I don't know. He didn't want to talk about it. And I, I respected it. But I think, I, 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 it, it might, I bet it was his age. Yeah. Because I watched his interviews, I watched a couple of interviews last year, and it was just a young kid who had literally been thrown in. Yeah, yeah. From but I love some of them interviews, and yeah. he says a lot in them, though. Well, it does. I think the thing is, you can kind of get a gauge of him, and I think is, I, I don't know what type of hip hop fan I am, but I managed mm. to step back, and I've never judged actually on that mumble rap thing. I've yeah, never yeah. really had an opinion on it. Yeah, it was yeah. just more hip hop. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I never said that about him, but it was, it was funny watching him grow. And then I watched another interview of him recently with Charlemagne. Yeah. And it was like he was a grown man. 
yeah, yeah. But spark I, I, of a goal. I feel like more, I feel like I saw that him in early well, in his interviews I watched him. Yeah. I think with me, I think the difficulty was with those people. He knows who they are. Mm. He knows what he's getting into with them. He yeah. may he may even know they're out to get him. Yeah. And it was after he'd had the thing with um, Joe Budden. Oh God! Yeah. And that Joe Budden coming at him. Yeah. Like he knows people are out to get him. Yeah. So he don't know if I'm out to get him. Yeah. Me, the way I speak, my research dad, your name in the press. They're gonna, you're not gonna find yeah. much. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my dialect, the way I speak, yeah. is not naturally going to make him comfortable. Yeah, because he's not, he doesn't get it. He doesn't know if I'm from the street or, or yeah. like when me and Jay Huss having a conversation, within seconds he's comfortable with me. Yeah, Jay like, knew the he knows who I, who I am. Exactly. Like, he, and, yeah. I'm, and he can see already that I'm not like a lot of other journalists. Yeah. that I'm yeah. maybe a bit more down. And I done like I done interviews with um chip this the same year which is the same you know what i'm saying yeah, like, exactly um I, i've interviewed a lot of boys um and they notes, straight away feel that vibe, like oh he's on it like and i i feel like they're all comfortable with me yeah. you know what i'm saying i done so many interviews this year man kyla I, I did um i did little peep he did he doesn't know but he was comfortable with me you know what i'm saying wow. r.i.p um that must be one of his last ones yeah you know I, yeah boy but like, you know yeah you're, you're, he, you know, he, I think I learned, it was it was a learning process for me. So it's like next time, I need to make sure I'm confident and ready to step in and let him know who I am. Yeah. At the beginning and say, shake man's hand and be like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Or like, yeah. You know, just let, break let, a bit more. Let me know I got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- make it a bit more yeah. personal because yeah. Jay Huss can read you and say, Oh yeah, he's baiting you from the streets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This isn't put on. This isn't. This is. I feel it. It's authentic. And yeah. So he can just relax and be himself. Yeah, yeah. Same with Chip. Yeah. yeah, probably with your following interviews, yeah, yeah. especially the Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that bit Harder. more of yeah. that personal touch. Chip, I feel like Chip was my best interview, man. Like that article because he's got such a long career. I've seen a lot of it. You know, like, and we're both. I don't know if we're both from North London. Yeah. Like, I, he's not someone I know. Yeah. And I didn't know him. We probably know mutual people, etc. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, that was probably my best, man. I really, really was happy and proud of that article. I've got more. I've got. I haven't really done. I ain't done any currently. Like, um, and there's a couple coming actually. But yeah, man, it's mad. I, I've suddenly got this crazy journalist portfolio in half a year. <laughs> it's um, I mean, like, so now you've got, you've still got music. You're still doing Nova music. Yeah, oh, album coming. That's another important thing to touch. Album's on. Album's coming. <laughs> yeah. And what's this album about? This album. Well, like, in a sense, this album is about what we're talking about today in a way, in mm-hmm. in a context. So that album's called Damage. Um, I've been, like, um, posting it as Damage with a broken heart emoji and, and, and um, thing. And it, it's to do with a relationship, it's to do with a breakup I went through mm-hmm. that was really, that was damaging to me. Mm-hmm. But it's also to do with us growing up in... Being damaged. Being damaged by post-traumatic stress disorder from mm. violence, mm. from gun crime, mm. from... Things you see. Things that see, from things that men go through, from mm. things that women go through, they're separate to that, mm. yeah? In the hood, in anywhere. And the men versus women in the hood, all of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Domestic Not problems. literally fighting. No, I mean, that, but that the, too. The yeah, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah, too, yeah. as well, that, yeah, that, that comes into it, like yeah. everything, like, so relationships, when they become they go wrong because people are damaged already and then they end up taking it out on each other. Mm. Like it's, it, it's a journey of one relationship and one breakup. And I tried to fit in every aspect of 
Wicked. of that in there. There's, so ha- there's, the happy, there's happy stuff in it. There's sad. I listened to it the other day um, with um, the woman who's doing my PR. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Becca. She's um, from Grandford Corbin, actually. But So she's doing my PR for the album. I sat listening to it with her in the car. Because I was playing with someone new and it's a woman. I suddenly was like, right, this album's bitter. And then I told her that the next time we had a meeting, she was like, no, I didn't think that. But I was like, <laughs> I started self-reflecting. I realised. That's nuts. And that, I yeah. think that's what reminded me of that anger versus empathy thing. Right. Because like, it's empathetic, but yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's anger moments in it. And, and maybe that's what, when you were writing that. Mm. And it's where I was. But basically, I went through a breakup. It, like, I, the story of what I actually went through is not even in the album because it's very okay. personal. It's more yeah. just, a, it's, mo- it's parts of it and yeah. it's to do with how I feel about it. But I was like very depressed in a very dark space. Um, and I just re- started just plugged in my mic and started recording Boom. with my sitting like with the microphone in front of me like this yeah. sitting on a sofa right and just recording and just songs about what I was going through and I started singing and using auto-tune Sick. whether people love it or not I was like I'm just fucking around so yeah. I want to sing something I started listening to Kanye's 808s on Heartbreak love which that album. I, I didn't like when it came I love out that album. now it's my favourite Kanye album I love that I love, album so that's, that's the closest thing I can compare my album to okay nice um, so it's like my 808s on Heartbreak yeah, yeah. album it's got me singing auto-tune stuff all over it yeah. um, and, and rapping and stuff as well and I just recorded I recorded the whole thing in five weeks wow and um, then I spent that was three years ago nearly yeah so I've just announced the release date which is going to be August the 31st the okay. end of August this year and it was so in August would yeah. be the third, third year, year anniversary anniversary of that happening okay. and of me not drinking and that's quite a Wicked. theme that goes, th- that goes through the album as well so this this album is about and like, I just had this thought a few years ago I might have been I don't know if it was before I went to therapy or after just that loads of kids in the hood are going through PTSD and they don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's, it's not, shocking, man. And, and people might not hear the album and, and, and notice that because it's a mm. love story in it. But it, that's, 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 what's, that's, what, that's what the um, yeah. underlying feeling of it is. But you know, me. the PTSD stuff as well doesn't just have to happen from a gun or a knife or a fight. No, of course. It's yeah. two kids in the manor, in, mm. in, in, in the ends, that haven't that don't know how life is yeah and a boy and a girl that don't know how life is and don't know what it's about and just know the hood mm. and you you behave like that together yeah, and yeah, that yeah. causes post-traumatic stress like there yeah, are so many strict. factors of life that people in the manners go through everyone goes through it but post-traumatic stress isn't just yeah. about war it literally isn't it can be about so much more yeah right? and so yeah, it's it's amazing how many people. It's unbelievable. So this yeah, this this we're um, waiting for that album to drop. Yeah, we're waiting for that. It's, and that's my therapy again, man. Yeah. Like there's millions of others out there that need to yeah, that yeah. need to hear it. They do, and, and I, I'm sure that's <laughs> the case with a lot of music. And I think I think releasing it will be a therapeutic process as yeah, well it will. of letting go of it. Yeah, like letting go of what happened and and um and what I created. To hold it for three years, and I know you haven't just held it, you've yeah. been mastering it, you've been going yeah, through yeah, it, you've been doing the production, but to have it for three years and not, not to spread it, not to let go, yeah, yeah, no wonder you're just like, oh, I, can't, I shouldn't really listen to this anymore. Because yeah. it puts I do, though. I still listen to it every yeah, week. You have <laughs> yeah, to, but, yeah. because, but it, it may well make you feel a certain way, but yeah. that's fine. It's only at times. So most of the time, it's, it's, it's warming to read it. You've managed to, to step it. further yeah, yeah. away. And, and like, I'm, I am really excited about dropping it as well. I don't know what people are going to think of it. I don't really care. Like, I think it's the best thing I ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, you know, it, it, I want to make something as good as it afterwards. That's in a more 
lighter space, you know, okay. in a more in a progressive space. I've got a plan. where you are now, where I am now, yeah. And I really want to put it out so that I can make music to where I am now, yeah, because yeah. I'm making music, but. Mate, but you just said it is therapy. Mm. That's what it was. That album, Damaged, is going to be a therapy album. And yeah. look, the time's gone, and it ha- the time had to be taken. Yeah. To, for you to properly resolve this situation, it needed three years. Yeah. You wouldn't true. have had the same effect if it went out after a year. Yeah. You held that for three years. You've been able to study it, analyze it, look at it, yeah. understand the empathy and the, the row inside the anger. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to break that down with any yeah, of you. No, that's true. You've and I, I took stuff you. out of it, but when it was <laughs> one of the um, one of the singles called "Lost It All," mm. had two verses that just had to go, man. <laughs> they were the real anger, like shots fired and all that. And I was like, "Yo, I can't go out like and that." And then you definitely like, knew. You I, didn't I removed feel like those. That. I changed that song. No, yeah, I didn't feel like that. Was something exactly. like, and it's like I'm not. I was like dissing people, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. who I care about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it on iTunes so it's there forever. <laughs> it's lit though. The, the thing is hard. Like, it's real, it's like, but still. But I f- yeah, I might leak it on, on um, <laughs> but not, for, not, not on iTunes forever, man. Yeah, yeah. No, man. No, I won't really do that. I'm saying like, after all that, I don't feel how I felt when I wrote, when I wrote that. Also, obviously, yeah. Like, yeah. I suppose we've covered that, but yeah, like, so it's, it's, it's weird putting it out now and it's like, people are going to listen to it and think but you know what no man i cool. tell you what it's, it's a journey it's a fucking journey but it, you know what it's also about what you're doing now and yeah. whether another album comes after this isn't the point is the mm. i mean it's important for nova the rapper yeah. to continue but for nova the person my friend yeah, yeah. all that these last 20 years and what you've been through to cuz it, it seems as like there was a, something happened three and three and a bit years ago. Yeah, the breakup, the uh, you know therapy, the yeah. different direction, the no drinking, the, yeah. the, the, which has in turn enabled all these other things: pyro, mm. journalism. Yeah, it's know, all happened in that time. Music that you've never written before, yeah. music that you've never put together before. Yeah. It's all happened, for, and so what continues from this point on is going to be truly you now. It's true. You know yeah. I feel like free, man. I feel free. I right? bet. I, feel, I think making the album was liberating. I felt yeah. free to create in a way where I didn't care what anyone thinks. Mm. Um, and since then, I've, I've, I've let go, man. I, I, I want my next project just to show the progression of what I've gone through. Like from mm. there. I, I wrote something online the other day that the word bitch and the word hoe are both on that album, mm-hmm. right? That sounds messed up in a certain sense. When you say that when sentence. You, when I yeah. say that sentence, because you, you don't know the context yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. right? So it's... But it's still bad, even within no, the context. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's not like in as an aggressive um, context as you could wildly imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not everyday language. People are like, because well, I talk a lot about feminism on the internet yeah. at the moment, right? So after that time and that relationship and certain things that I experienced and witnessed with um, with women, like I got really into kind of, you know... I, I, I was in a lot of debates about racism. I think that also led to a lot of re- debates about misogyny and sexism, right? And I, I started to follow, read about feminism, and there was a woman in my life at the time who was teaching me a lot about it. And um, so I started identifying, say, I'm a feminist, right? Mm-hmm. And now, so I, I'm arguing with these people all the time, trying to teach them stuff about feminism and and don't be misogynistic and rape culture and yeah. the, the the effect that had these words have on people. 
someone was hooking me up like why haven't you taken them out your albums I wrote I, I thought I, I wrote on the internet yeah, someone yeah. was like oh you're trying to cover your tracks to make sure and I was like no, that no, wasn't, no. I wasn't thinking that yeah. I'm highlighting something to yeah, say yeah, yeah. you know what like it's okay yeah. that we can realise we're wrong yeah. and grow and yes. I think to show that is important and this is the if half the people in the world did that mm. we'd be in a better position yeah we have to just say we made mistakes mm. we have to if yeah. we don't we just and this is what we don't do it as teenagers yeah, yeah. we don't do it we're not allowed no, 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 yeah. but it's, we have to do it as we get older because yeah. otherwise we just get lost if you yeah, yeah. if you weren't saying this now if you felt exactly the same way you did three years four years ago yeah. not, not i'm not saying you were a horrible person back then yeah, but yeah, yeah. you were different ish yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you wouldn't be as successful as you are now i'm not yeah. talking about money success i'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about creative succession yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. pyro journalism mm. rapper and then a voice in politics yeah. do you know what i mean someone that causes debates on it and he's made his own page to cause debates yeah, yeah. like Loves is not many people do this shit. Yeah, that's true. You're really like the opening up <laughs> is amazing, man. Thank you, man. And I think that where like your pull from where you take all this shit from, it's so rich with I don't know with violence, with real life, with PTSD, yeah. with you know just kids being kids and North London life. Yeah. You've got so much to pick from and talk about and raise points and you're also willing to learn you're yeah, not no, that's teaching the, that is the key you're not man. just teaching that's the key you're, people you're think learning. i'm trying to say i'm perfect sometimes mm. and i don't know they want to pull me up because they're like oh but you yeah, yeah. i'm saying that i've been telling you this but the whole time like, i'm not... a misogynist that's what i said i said yeah. that i said yo in order for me to be a feminist i had to realize that i'm a misogynist and, and i said that i was a misogynist what i meant to write was i that i am like still now yeah. you know what I'm saying like because it's in our soul it's in our conditioning yeah, yeah. like I'm learning like, it's not going to go overnight like it's, not I'm go tr- overnight. I'm just, it's a decision I've made that I want to work on you know what I'm saying and just better myself and that's what my next pro- that's what my next project will be about so yeah. that, 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 that's coming man but yeah I just I just think I think right now I just like to encourage people to um, to like go to therapy is key but use art for therapeutic value yeah. if you can't go to therapy man and do both <laughs> listen man art art and art saved my life graffiti definitely saved my life art yeah. art gave me a life and um therapy helped me continue to live it yeah, and man. um yeah i paid for my therapy i did yeah. 18 months at a very costly price but it saved my fucking life and if yeah. i had private health care my leg broke i would go and pay for my leg to be fixed <laughs> yeah. so i definitely paid for my brain to be fixed but the second time i went i went through the nhs yeah, and you can get you can go to go to your doctor and you to, can um, say to them CBT. Well, I had CBT, but they do various ones. But is CBT it? was the main one, yeah, because CBT is really open. It, I've done CBT. Yeah, as well. I've done I've CBT. Done, is brilliant. Yeah. Psychodynamic is killer deep, but it's brilliant as well. And NHS can do that. Uh, yes, but you just got to push them. You got to push them. Anyone listening that is even if, thinking about this, yeah, because I don't, don't worry about the fifty pound an hour. Don't worry about go to your doctor and just. I, my last time I went, yeah, <clears throat> something happened. I was like, no, I'm not. This isn't me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not this person. I went straight to the doctor. I don't. I don't see. Like they offered me CBT and I didn't take it. And then CBT is brilliant, man. It's cognitive behavioural. Yeah. So and it then the, t- tell, helps you understand your behaviour. So basically, I, I I ended up doing CBT um, through probation, right? Okay. I was on probation and they were like, "Oh, is there anything you want to do?" That, like, and I was like, "Oh, you got any kind of therapy?" And then CBT again. I was like, "That's the only thing you got offer, isn't it?" Mm. I, I thought I just wanted. I like talk therapy, etc. Mm. Et so. I, so I did it. I found it really frustrating. Yeah. But I've decided I'm going to go back and do it again. I'm going to do. I'm going to go and do the um, I cope one because I realised some of the coping strategies they're teaching you 
like uh, some of them I dismissed them because I was like, when will I ever use that? Yeah. And now I don't remember them properly. And I've times in my life has come up where I thought, oh, I wish I remembered that. And I'm <laughs> sure there was something <laughs> there was I've been told about there. situations like this. See, so basically, CBT is cognitive behavioural. Mm. Psychodynamic is really deep and it's, they put your seven-year-old self on the sofa and you talk to it and all that type of shit. It's crazy deep, but brilliant. And then yeah, the last that one... Sounds, that sounds dope. It's fucking, that's the one I did for 18 months. But opened me up and changed me yeah. to someone I'm really happy with now. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but yeah, I'm yeah. very much a different man than I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one's personal development, which yeah. is a lot more rounded and mm. both of them together. So a bit of psychodynamic and a bit of cognitive. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. another one to look out for. Man. I've got a meet, I've got actually got a, an appointment next week for from to do for iCope next week. They've got a telephone appointment. So I'm going back. What's that? iCope? Yeah. iCope. They're the people that do the NHS. Wicked. That's in Islington, anyway. In Islington, they're the ones who administer the CBT. You have to Brilliant. go through a... Uh, uh, you go through a um, referral with yep. them and then they, they give you an assessment, work out what you want to do. Right, um, Man, everyone yeah. needs to go. <laughs> everyone. Bro, I keep encouraging people and they don't listen, you know what I'm saying? But listen, Loves, man. As I said, it was boom to catch you two weeks ago, but this was, yeah. This was a lot. I this was fucking Bro, this is, a, this is an interview I'm going to remember. This may be one of my best, man. Well, I, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, man. I appreciate the honesty. I really appreciate the story and um, I'm sure other people will too. So listen, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. What a conversation. I loved having Nova around. We skipped a couple of bits of his story, but you know how it goes when friends are talking. It's dope to hear and see what he's achieved and doing now. Age and time, hey? What I think I love the most is that he's honestly up for learning. Not preaching, not denying, not even rowing, to be honest. Just learning and discussing and questioning his findings. I'm looking forward to the new album. Keep your eyes peeled and obviously your ears pricked. Thanks for listening. We're on iTunes as well as SoundCloud, so jump on and subscribe. Until next time, love your city and love your culture. This is F24. Big up the mud family. <laughs>